Hey, when does the show start? Okay, okay, let's begin. One, two, three, four. It's time for four hours of intellectually immature nonsense. What's this monkey business going on today? This is the Bailey Show. Okay, let's do this. The BS. Let's go, you dumb idiots. With Bailey. I, I say I'm an idiot all the time if I screw up. Nikki D. She's Nikki D. She's an influencer. Hey. <laughs> Nelson. Classic Nelson. This choked when the pressure was on. Son of the Bailey Show. Yeah, there it is Monday, the 26th day of February, 2024. Hope you had a great weekend. Thanks for being here. Good morning. My name is Jason Bailey. Right there, that's Nick D. That is me. There's Nelson. Good morning. And there is Kyle. Catchphrase. Catchphrase. Uh, your phone number, 916-909-0985. You can use that to get on the text machine uh, throughout the program here today on social at Listen to the BS on the YouTube at The Bailey Show. Always get the podcast whenever you want on the Odyssey app or thebaileyshow.com as well uh, as on our YouTube channel. More Brett Michaels tickets to give out to you here closer to 8 o'clock. Uh, this is the Friday that he'll be at the venue, Thunder Valley, with Mark McGrath and Steve Ajiri and Lita Ford. I just saw somebody on Facebook. They just bought a new Ford Explorer and they called it Lita Ford. Nice. Clever, right? Was her name Lita? <laughs> huh? Was their name Lita in some way? Uh, the car? Like the person who owned it, like was their name similar to that, or they just named it that? No, they named it Lita Ford. Yeah, uh, after, after Lita Ford. After yeah. Lita Ford. Okay, but yeah. I'm just saying, was their name close to that? Is that why they came up with it? No, they just okay. named it Lita Ford because they bought a Ford. And there's, mm. uh, I mean, I guess you could have done Henry Ford, but that makes too much sense. <laughs> yeah, no, it's two on the nose. N- name me another Ford outside of Lita, Henry, and the unknown kids. Exactly. Now that I can, Betty. 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 I got your Betty. Right. Then they're gonna. Then you're gonna get pulled over just because you're Betty Ford. Right. They're gonna think you're drunk or something. So anyway, we'll have more passes uh, for this Friday. I'll see you out there. Uh, always a great show with with Brett Michaels. So got some questions for you. <clears throat> uh, one I've been meaning to ask you for quite some time. And this is again, you know, you, you live and you learn as uh, trying to get accustomed to uh, the the California rules. You know, just things are a little bit different some places to me. So I'm trying to understand why. I like to know why things are a certain way. Uh, and this weekend, as we got to all experience, no rain. It was beautiful. I'm sure many of you were outside. You were taking in the green space that the state offers up, which I absolutely love. Maybe doing some hiking, whatever the case may be. So uh, we've got, in Roseville, a lot of green space and a lot of trails. And so uh, my daughter, my, my wife had to work this wedding gimmick for her job yesterday at the, at the Expo Center. So my daughter and I went out for a walk together, just father and daughter walk, you know, and we're putzing around and stuff. On the trail, if you're walking, like normally, you know, the, the rule is here in America, you, you, you drive on the right-hand side of the road, mm-hmm. you walk on the right-hand side of the road. It drives me insane that people don't follow those rules as they're walking, like in the mall. You know, people will be all over the place yeah, in the mall. Yeah, they are all over the place in the mall. Drives me nuts. You walk like you drive. If you were in the UK, it'd be different. But we're not in the UK. We live in the good old United States of America. So you walk on the right, and you come back on the left, so on and so forth. So on these trails, it's the opposite. You walk on the far left side. And then, like, if you're going one way, you walk on the far left side, you're coming back the other way. And then it gets complicated 
because you have bicyclists mm-hmm. and they're supposed to fit in the middle. So if you were to start left to right, right, if you're walking just straight, it's walkers, bikers coming at you, bikers then going the opposite way, the way you're walking, and then walkers coming the opposite way to finish out the four lanes in this not that big of a, you know, I mean, it's good size. I mean, it's not just like a one-person thing, but that's a lot of activity at one time. You know, and every once in a while, you'll run into the walker, biker, biker, walker scenario like I did yesterday, and people get very confused. But here's the thing, is that if you're wrong, the other person who is right, you know, because sometimes I get confused because I don't remember uh, (laughs) of what the rules are, they won't move. And there's actually a bunch of reels that I've seen and stuff on, on social media where people get in altercations because they will not move. They're like, they're like, this is my lane. That's what the the that's what the asphalt says. There's a picture of a person in an arrow. It's not my fault. You're an idiot. Like just not even being friendly. They won't move. They'll get in your face. So is Jesus. there like some type of arrows or something on these trails yeah. that tell you this is how you're supposed to walk because yeah. i've been on a few and i haven't noticed that at all yeah that, there, there's there's definitely arrows there i mean it shows you but i mean it doesn't make any sense so it's not like i'm trying to break the rules or anything it's just i'll forget you know so like we got to the end of the trail and then when we turned around we just stayed in the same lane you know when we were supposed to flip to the other side of the trail like the the, the walkway uh-huh. and as we were walking there were these two people walking towards us. And as they got closer, I was like, I don't think they're moving, you know? And and in my head, I'm going, what's going on here? And then you start to get in that weird area where you- Game of chicken. Yeah, you start start (laughs) dancing and you're trying to read each other's minds. And then you're you're, you're bound to run into one another, right? You have no choice. So I'm like kind of going at an angle and they're going straight. And I'm like, okay, do I go back? So I go back. They're continuing to go straight. And then I kind of see their face and they're like, like they were, it was like um, West Side Story. You know, they were like getting ready, you know, you know snapping and stuff. And so I, I, I made a comment and I said, oh, well, no, my daughter made a comment. She goes, I think we're on the wrong side. I go, oh my God, we're on the wrong side. So we moved over quickly so they could walk by us or jog by us. And, and I apologized. I said, oh, I'm sorry, 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 like that. And the lady looks at me and goes, uh-huh. And I was like, Jesus. Like, is it? Like, it's a beautiful day. It's a Sunday. Is it really that big of a deal? I apologize. I'm new. I, I'm sorry. I forgot. My bad. It doesn't make sense. But, you know, I'm sorry. But did you really have to be snarky about it? You know, was it that no. big of a deal? I think this is a Roseville exclusive, to really? be totally honest. I, I live in the Bay Area. There is a walking trail right behind my house. We walk on the right side, and we never have a problem with it. Mm-hmm. That's how everybody does it. We hike in the nearby areas. Always, like you said, you drive on the right side, and that's how it goes. I, I don't, I've never experienced what you're talking about. All right, so lucky mm-hmm. me, I live in the only place in the state of California that has the jacked-up hiking walking directions. Uh, I guess right. so, because okay. I've gone to the trail um, not far from our job here, and I've walked that trail, I think, twice now, and... I've never seen arrows. I just walk whatever side I want to walk on. And when the bikers come or whatever, they move over. They normally go around me. I don't even move. So, yeah. Well, the one by the Airbnb in Roseville. Yeah, we never had problems walking there either. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of people on that, though. There's a lot of people on this trail. There were a lot of people with <laughs> dogs off leashes on that one. 
Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's the other thing. They have little pictures of people with dogs. There's a lot of directions. Like you, <laughs> like you know, they, they not only have pictures on uh. the asphalt, but they have pictures on, they have signs that, that explain to you the rules. There's actually a sign that has the rules of the walkway. And so it's, yeah, it's, it's a, a lot. Absolute, I, want you to break a I would just well. stay home. I wouldn't even go right. out. And walk it's an absolute, anybody that's been on this, <laughs> I mean, tell me how, like, make sure the people around me know I'm not crazy. This is this is a true story. So so here's the thing: as I continue to try to uh, try to find de-stressors, because the doctor said I'm a stressor away from having a heart attack. You know, it's like go outside, take a walk. I can't even do that. It's too stressful. Imagine he has a heart attack on the walk. Right. Exactly. Yeah, I don't know where the dog goes. Ah, my heart. Go outside. Oh, on, boy. on a beautiful Sunday. To take a walk with my daughter, to sip some water, to have a conversation, to catch up with her new job, and you know she's getting ready for school and all these things, and I can't even do that because there's so many rules on the walkway. I mean, how I, like it was to a point where I was like, I, I, I don't, I forgot what it said. Oh no, where do I go? Where I don't want to be a TikTok video. Oh my god, I. Do, do I go on the right? Do I go on the left? I don't know. You know, it's it's very stressful. It's so I maybe I need to find a new walkway. So you guys are saying this is the only one in the state of California that's got these rules. I've literally I've never, never seen it. it. Okay, I was under the impression that these were across the board. Mm-mm. No, pretty not, standards, not standard. Not where I've been. I have not been to the one mm. you were on, but the one that I've been to, I have not noticed that. So, do you think the person that made this little hiking trail was dyslexic? It might have been English or British. Oh, mm. trying to invade. Well, it's oh a walking trail, end. Huh? It's a walking trail, end. It's a walking trail. This is my way of programming the Americans to the UK. Oh, I don't know how I got nope. Russian there. Yeah, we're, we're <laughs> the Russian. <laughs> bushki, bushki. Let me tell you. I'm going... Deep undercover. They want you to think it's the English. Right, it's right. Really oh. the this, this is how we do it in Mother Russia. We walk the other way. Bushki, bushki. Mm. Watch all these Americans do Russian style of hike. <laughs> <laughs> I will sit in trees with turkeys and watch the Americans look silly like Russia. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to. <laughs> I love the idea of Russian hiking. <laughs> They're trying out this new fad. It's called Russian hiking. You know, Just walk on the other side. Well, no, you, there's, you know actually how you do Russian hiking. No, please. You get to the other side very fast. It's Russian. 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 You're rushing to get it. Get it. Because, like, yeah. it's fast. It's right. speed. But it's a play on words. Right. It's not just bushki-bushki, but it's... <laughs> gotcha. All right. Somebody's going to clear this up for me. Not doing, Nine, any, not doing any rush upon us. 916 909-0985. Okay, so uh, get some clearance on this from Joe and Rockland, so hang tight for me. Also, a uh, pretty interesting kind of Olympic-style event that took place in Florida. Most people are aware because you see the stories called the Flo- you know Florida Man because there's so many goofy, weird-ass stories that come from the state of Florida. I lived there most of my life. I experienced them. Uh, so they have an actual games, like an Olympic Games with that kind of stuff. Okay. So, uh, if California had a version, what would be the games in a California-style Florida Man games? How about that? Mm. Think about that. All right. Have that conversation here in a minute. Hang on. All right. We're going to get to the bottom of this. Joe and Rockland, good morning, my friend. Good morning, Jason. How are you today? I'm on top of the world, sir. Good weekend. Good weather. Played some poker. Came in eighth out of 110. 
Not bad. Yeah, three out of four. Three out of four weeks cashed, and then went out and walked yesterday with my daughter. And I don't want to know if I, I don't know if I call it a hike, but we went out and walked on the trail. But I'm confused by these these walking rules. <laughs> you know, like on the far left hand side, that's when you're supposed to walk. Like if you're, which you know, you're normally supposed to walk on the far right hand side. And then people get pissy if you're if you're if you're not in the right spot. And you know, and I apologize because I'm you know still fairly new. But you think you can uh, shed some light on this and, and explain this to me? I, I sure can. I sure can. Thank you. Um, one, of the, one of the first things I want to say is, hey, welcome to the Sacramento area, to you and your crew and the BS show. Thank, thank you. Thank you very much for coming out here Appreciate and opening it up for us. Right. Thank you. Uh, and I think there's two reasons why it could have happened. And I don't think it's so much as the rules as the people you're encountering. Oh. I'm from Sunnyvale. I grew up in Sunnyvale, right? So Kyle knows where Sunnyvale is at. It's over in the Bay Area. I'm a I'm a, a, a Valley transplant. I've lived out here for about 35 years now. And you probably ran into one. One you might have just ran into a, a, a Bay Area transplant that's new, and she's all yuppied out, so she wants to throw the Bay Area rules at the back. Okay. Or, or Jason, she might have saw you for what you really are. Well, what's that? Blue is the day is long. Blue is a spring day. <laughs> what blue? Blue is this? What is yeah, that? He's calling you a lib. Oh, oh, oh! oh the, the the liberal from the south. Yeah, gotcha. Uh-huh. Okay. It was, from, it was from Steve. Jason, you remember Steve, the guy who called in all pissed off? Because- oh yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. You, well, like, you're blue as the day is long. You, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta set me like that was too long of a set. Like I, I was following you, and I was just excited to get an answer, but you're just. <laughs> You're you're ribbing me, which is fine because I like that stuff. But like I didn't get it at first, so yeah, nobody else gets it either because they don't remember that guy. It was like pre Super Bowl, so. It was funny though. I'm sorry, man. It was it was fine. Like like I don't have I don't have a problem with stuff like that. But you gotta you gotta you gotta explain it to the audience because they're lost now. You know now I gotta take now I gotta take time to explain that this guy that called and he was. Had this conspiracy theory of the Super Bowl, and then it got into politics, and then it just got all out of control. So, anyway, all right, I'm going to find an answer. Anyway, I gotta, I'm going to let you go. I'm going to let you go because I got to find an answer. Find an answer. All right, Good luck. thank you, sir. Michelle in Auburn, you got a better answer than Joe. I do. Hey, uh, did you have a good weekend? I did up until you know the lady that was that was, that. That was mad at me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I worked in Roseville. I'm also a Bay Area transfer, but like this previous caller, I've been up here for more than 20 years. So I don't think it's related to that. I think it's the area you're from. I mean, you're at in Roseville and that the newer area, Five Star Galleria, Blue Oaks, all of that zone. Is that, is that, is that snooty? Do I live in a snooty place? I think you do. I'm, oh. I'm sorry, but okay. um, <laughs> um, I'm with you about you know everything should be on the right hand side of the path or road or you know whichever. But when I worked down in that zone, um, you know these ladies would have me get on a ladder and pull down a comforter for their third bedroom, and I go to hand it to the customer who's asking for the item, and she like pulls her hands away like she wants me to go all the way to the counter with it. Oh. You know that. They're, they're, yeah, All a right. little. So, so, so if we're getting to the bottom of this, the reason why I walk on the only trail in the state of California that's ass check backwards and people get very upset. And when I say people get upset, like it's an internet thing. Like I've seen people post videos of this mm. kind of stuff. 
No, I'm serious. Yeah, that's that's the yeah. only reason I brought it up because it, it's, a, it's it's a thing outside nudie, of me. Nudie zone, nudie so, zone. I think that you were on a, something about the park creators. I, there's you know a whole park and rex board that designs these things and gets to choose these signs and the directions. And I bet the whole board are all high maintenance. Excuse me, bitches. And <laughs> all right. Well, here's what I want to do then, Michelle. I'm gonna I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna start getting uh, a petition going to change it okay. back to the American way. You know, where, where we walk, <laughs> where we walk on the, the right. American yeah. way. Let's We're make some noise. Yeah, let's. Values. I lo- you know I love a good petition. You know. All right. Thank you, Michelle. So here's the thing: is like you know it, it like people should walk on the right and they should bike on the right. And then the bikers, when they come up behind you, they do their little whistle or the bell, right? They go ding, 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 mm-hmm. ding. And then you kind of, you, then you know you're coming. A lot of or like. they say like on your left or something like that they used to do. Yeah, they'll give you an all call. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And, and you that's, know they're coming. That's like, that's just, that's just the nice thing to do. Courtesy. It's courtesy, right? Yeah. So we're all on this, we're all in this together. So I know you're coming up on my six. Mm-hmm. So I'm not scared or shocked right. because when I get, you know, like that, I put my fist up. I don't want to do that. So they come up and you know, say, I'm on your left. Or, yep, on or, your right. Or, something. Mm-hmm. You know, and then we kind of move up. We look behind us and see them coming. We walk. We pull move over. Move over, right. Like if an ambulance were coming. Exactly. So you don't get run over. But that not, only makes sense. It's not like that. No, not at all. But, it's all backwards. It's walking that way on the left. And the then the bikers are coming at you on the left. And then the bikers going that way. They get to be on the right. And then you're walking back on the right. Well, we got to clarify. It's not like that in Roseville. No, it is like that in Roseville. I'm saying that's the only places like that in Roseville. Yeah. I have a theory. Okay. You said the bikers are on the right, like a like. So bikers do normal, no, walkers no, no. do opposite. The bikers are on the right, on the left. Take take a walkway. Okay. okay. A good size walkway. Good size, but not that good size. Normal size. And <laughs> split it down the middle. Okay. Okay. So we've got quadrant. One, which would be on the far left. Let's call that the first one, even though that would be opposite, right? And that's only because I'm walking that way. Then quadrant two, which would be on the far right. So quadrant left is now split into two, where walkers are going north. Right. Thank you. And the bikers are coming south. So, okay, that connects my theory. So I think it's so walkers and bikers, the walkers can see the bikers coming yeah, mm-hmm. and can get out of the way. Totally, that understand. makes sense. So they set it up for the bikers, and walkers have to accommodate the biker. Okay. Yep. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, but even that's backwards because anywhere else on the planet, the pedestrian has to ride away. Not in this. Not state. in a biking that's, trail. That's why I failed my driving test twice. <laughs> Is because they're asking me questions like, if somebody walks out in front of your car, what do you do? Well, that's easy. See, hit them. And they were like, no, that's wrong. <laughs> I was like, well, unless they're, I always thought that it's illegal to walk across the street or anywhere unless you were in a, a crosswalk. It they is. Call it but, jaywalking. Right, right. That's what jaywalking is. Mm-hmm. But it's still, they still have the right of way. <laughs> See, I never thought that. run people down. No, no, no. Well, not that I'd want to do that, but I'm just saying, I always thought that, you know, if, if God forbid you were to hit somebody and they weren't in the crosswalk, that it would be their fault. Yeah, it's not on me. Well, you know, I, I'd feel good about that. You know, like, I mean, I'd feel horrible, the, the results, but I'd feel good that I didn't do anything illegal. <laughs> but I learned that that's not true here, mm-hmm. at least here. I think in other states it's okay. I don't know about that. Every state that I've ever had to take a driving test in, I suppose, which is three of them. So. Well, well, I tell you, next state I move to, which could possibly be very soon, uh, <laughs> I'm going to, uh, I'm definitely, even if I don't have to, I'm going to take a new driving test. Oh, I think, nice. I think no, you're not. I think that's important. 
I really do. Oh, quickly, Jason in Auburn. Go ahead, quickly, please, sir. Yes, good morning. Uh, so, I love your guys' show, by the way. Thank Fantastic. you, sir. Thank you. It is not only a Roseville thing. This is also a Folsom thing. There we go. And Kyle, and Kyle is correct. It is because this area is so heavily populated with the hardcore bicyclists. Yeah. They believe they have the right of way no matter what. Okay. So and that's, yep. it, it, they'll confront you all the time. I've had, I've had it with my kids, and they'll get rude. Mm-hmm. And luckily for me, I like confrontation. So, so do I. So do I, Joe. I won't, I won't oh, move out of the Jason. way. If, you, if you're getting rude, that's it. Yeah, if I were on a bike, I wouldn't want to get rude with somebody. You're kind of at a disadvantage. It's not like no, you're on a horse. you're really not on, on a disadvantage because they are unbalanced. They're on a bicycle. That's you what I just said. easily push them down. That's what I just oh. said. I, just, oh, I thought you were saying the walker was. No, I just said that. You put a stick in the spoke and <laughs> done. you're done. <laughs> you know. But here, you know, here to, to their credit, I've not experienced a rude biker yet. Like, I've got no problem with bicyclists. You know, I mean, do your thing. You know, just as long as we can, we can be cool together. Right. It was the, it was the the lady walking the, by who gave the, the jogging. Attitude. They were jogging, and and you know, oh, well, no, joggers as well, joggers as well. But I mean, for me, I I lived in Folsom for many years. For me, it's always the bicyclists. If, if you get confused at all, they'll, mm. you know, they're a little horn, or they'll. I've actually had people yell at me. Yeah. Whoa. Well, this lady looked at me like you know, like she wanted to fight me. Like she was very angry with me, and and. <laughs> And I did not appreciate it at all. I got to tell you. And I was like, we were like just turning back around. And and I was wrong. There's no doubt about it. Like I was in her way, you know, but I, I forgot. Because you uh-huh. know, it doesn't make any sense to me, but I forgot. But it's not that big a deal. She's jogging. She could have ran right like, around you. That's what I was thinking. That's what I said to my daughter. You know, you're trying to keep, teach your kids, you know, the right thing to do and stuff. And, and I said to my daughter, I was like, you know, people like that, you wonder what they've got going on. You always got to ask yourself, like, what else do they have going on? You know, when somebody acts out of sorts, you're like, what else do they have going on? Not that you have to feel sorry for them, but it's kind of a fun game to play. And like, you know, it's a beautiful day. It's a Sunday. You're enjoying it. You're out exercising in what she probably should be doing this more often. And the woman that was jogging. And so, you know, I'm looking at her and I'm like, what happened to you before you left the house? And what are you going home to that makes you so angry at jogging? You know, I mean, to, like maybe she's thinking because she needed to drop a good 30 LBs, right? I'm going, all right, well, she's not going to drop it on this jog. Maybe she's angry about that. Who knows? I have yeah, no she idea. she just hate cardio. She, she, she could be hating what she's doing, but her doctor's telling her to do it. Or her friend that was with her forced her to do I have no idea what was going through her head. You know, I just know what was going through my head, and I did not appreciate it. All right, hey, Jason, have a good week, my friend. Thank you for listening, okay? You too. Thank you. All right, take care, sir. All right. Well, there we go. Like, you, you know, kind of nailed it. Solved it. Thanks. I appreciate that. I feel better now. Good. Now that I understand it. Are you going to move out of Roseville? Uh, as soon as he came. <laughs> so, truth be told, I went home, put the house in the market. Mm-hmm. Stuff's already packed. Jogger's not welcome. I mean, half the house is already packed anyway, so. <laughs> and I'm going to find a uh, city. That where the majority of the population are amputees, and they can't, they cannot jog, they cannot walk, they cannot do any of those things. Oh my God. God! All right, first round of headlines. What do you got? I'm going to tell you how a homeless man caused chaos in a local neighborhood and what AT and T is doing about the recent outage. All right, get your first round of headlines here in just a minute. Hey, stand by for news. News, 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 news. It's time for today's top two. Headlines, read all about it, baby. 
And a big thanks to Good Guys Heating and Air, Good Guys Heating Cooling. First round of headlines, please. A local neighborhood was terrorized by a crazed stabber. H1. It is under arrest, accused of stabbing another man at random. Uh, Saturday, the Chico Police Department responded to a 911 call from a resident who was saying that they looked on their security cameras and they saw someone inside their home. Luckily, they were not at home, but the police responded to the scene. Well, when they got to the scene, they found the door open, but then they also saw their neighbor's door was open and they heard someone yelling for help. They go over. This man comes out fully soaked with blood and whatever else, and they find a person in there that's been stabbed. So he went into the first person's home. They weren't there. So he went into their neighbor's home and ended up stabbing that individual. The police did uh, arrest this man and they determined that he was homeless. Homeless guy went in there. Yep, homeless guy. I went into their homes. Just so, crazy or looking for something in particular? Well, or? of course, they're they're probably saying that he has mental health issues. He wasn't doesn't think looking to rob anybody. Why he stabbed them, that's not clear. How he just walked into two houses is not very clear either. So I don't know if these people didn't have their doors locked or he kicked them in. It didn't really give those details, but that's what I was wondering. That's a great question. Like, both of y'all houses were that easily for him to just walk into or access them? Yeah. You know, when, I, when my wife and I first started uh, living together... Her family never locked their door. They still don't lock their doors, I guess. Crazy. And I lock everything. Like, I lock mm-hmm. my bedroom door at night. I lived in a place uh, when, uh, after my first divorce, there was a house that I lived in, and for some reason the bedroom door did not lock, so I would booby trap it in case somebody <laughs> broke it. Full home alone. Yeah. Well, it wasn't that you know, intricate, but you know, I'd put things in front of the door or around the door. So I would hear somebody like terrified. of Like that's the worst. Like I, I want to at least have an opportunity to fight off the bad, whatever's guy. happening. Right. Right. I don't want to hear them bust in. You know, this poor person who was stabbed was probably sitting there with their back towards the door, mm-hmm. watching television, taking a nap. God knows what they were doing. And this lunatic walks in and they didn't have a chance. Right. You know, usually, you know, you'd have defensive wounds. You could fight it off. So mm-hmm. on and so forth. You know, I don't know the situation, but uh, I don't want to be I, ever. I don't want to no. be in that situation. No. And where I live, my my apartment faces the bus stop. So like when the bus pulls up, I can hear the, the stuff that they call out. So I make sure my door is always locked. I don't care if I'm just sitting right in my living room. You're that close to the bus stop? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I am. That sucks. That's where Nelson picks me up from when he used to come grab me. I used to walk out to the bus stop. <laughs> so close you can hear the announcements. Yeah. That's so horrible. that freaks me out. So if, I, if you're trying to get it all the bus station and nobody picks up, call Nikki. <laughs> she can give you all the information you need. <laughs> All right, second one. If you were a part of the ATT outage, some money is coming your way. H2. The CEO of AT&T is apologizing for the outage that knocked out service to tens of thousands of customers. Yeah, there were tens of thousands of people affected by the ATT outage that took place last week. Um, this was about a 12-hour period. There were people who were going to go to work, all kind of things, uh, stories I heard about that. Well, AT&T said they are now going to give you a credit on your account of a whopping $5. Now, oh, nice. some people may not seem like $5 is a lot, but AT&T says $5 is the average cost of a full day service. Look, I got to tell you, they at least did something. Right. One, they didn't have to. One, they, one, they admitted a mistake, mm-hmm. right? And two, they're giving you something. Something. $5 is $5. Any way you want to look at it, it's $5. Mm-hmm. But for them to at least say, I'm sorry. 
Right. Like, I think you got to look at it like that. Yeah, I agree. You know, I mean, it it happened. You can't go back and you can't change it. So moving forward, because if they didn't do something, people would bitch and complain about that. Yes, they would. You know, so I think you got to, you know, give them a little bit of a mulligan on that one. Absolutely. And the CEO came out to to say, hey, we did this. It's our fault. And we're going to make sure it doesn't happen again. Have you ever... uh, I'm a big dream guy, by the way. I'll set you Me up too. for this. Big dream person. And and I, I can prove, you know, at least in my life, that they've come true. You know, like, but it has to be a certain run of dreams. Like, I had a dream for two weeks straight, and then I, it stopped. And then that day it stopped, it actually came true like the dream. Mm-hmm. Freaky stuff. So I had one this weekend. Now, I'll give you a little bit of a backstory on how I went to sleep and what I took before I went to sleep. <clears throat> but... <laughs> oh. Uh, there's something that happened in the dream that made me get up and actually research this. And now I feel like I have a new calling in life and I'm actively, and I don't want you to laugh when I tell you the story. I want you to take it seriously. And then I want your honest reaction on what you think. Okay. Because this might be one of those things. All right. And anybody else, you had a dream, listen to it and it worked, please, by all means, 916-909-0985. Give us a minute. Hang on. Welcome back. Appreciate you being here. Good morning. It's the BS. My name's Jason Bailey. Hello. There's Nikki D. There's Nelson. And there's my man, Kyle. 916-909-0985. Brett Michaels tickets for Party Gras this Friday at the venue, Thunder Valley. Give those to you here in about an hour if you want to stick around. We'd appreciate that. Uh, Have you ever had a dream? Listen to that dream and it actually come true. I'm a big believer in dreams. Like, I've got this whole theory on, you know, people and life and, and, you know, one of those kind of kooky kind of things possibly. But, you know, years ago in college, I had a string of the exact same dream, which they say does not happen. They say that you cannot have the exact same dream uh, one night after another. Well, that's not true. Not true at all. I had the exact same dream for two weeks, two weeks straight. And then one night and it'd wake me up in the middle of the night because it was a Mm -hmm. bad dream. It was my girlfriend of six years cheating on me. And how it all played out and everything. It was like a very vivid dream. And so the one, it was uh, to Monday night, actually. And I did not have the dream that night. And then that Tuesday, she calls and tells me she cheated on me. And it was the like, after that, I was like big, like I bought a dream book and all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, it's it, I, I was all in. So uh, Saturday night, this past Saturday night, <clears throat> me, my wife, and my daughter, we had movie night. We all got into the bed. We got all the dogs, all five dogs in the bed. We put on Can't Buy Me Love, old school Patrick Dempsey, and uh, ate some popcorn, which we'll get to the popcorn thing tomorrow. And then uh, when the movie was done, it was time to go to bed. My wife is not feeling well. I'm getting just getting over something. So I'm still on the Mucinex. So I take a nighttime Mucinex, and I take a gummy, right? You oh. know, thanks to our yes. friend Lacey, dropped okay. off some gummies. Yes. So I doubled it up, nighttime Mucinex. I was like, I'm going to sleep like a champ tonight. Jupiter. Had no idea how it would affect my brain. (laughs) So in the middle of the night, I wake up because I had this dream that now a lot of it has to do with my wife and I have been talking about buying a farm, right? We don't remember that. We don't like the house we're in. So we want like that. That's kind of like the end game. We want to buy a farm. We want to get chicken. I think we're farm people, you Mm -hmm. know? And so, uh, so the dream has to do with us living on a farm. We buy a farm. And I become a peanut farmer. Oh, okay. okay. So I'm like, and it works out in this dream. You know, it wasn't like this long dream, but I just remember we buy a farm. I get into peanut farming 
and it becomes fairly profitable and we're very happy and no stress. Again, it's all around the stress stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's like two, it was, I believe it was like two twelve in the morning. So it would have been two twelve Sunday morning. And I, and I get up from this dream and I'm very excited about this farm and becoming a peanut farmer. So I start doing some research mm-hmm. and um, I first watched this video of this nice Indian man talking about how you grow peanuts. And it's very, very simple. It's very, very simple. I mean, you just have to raise bed uh, you got to water them. You put some special stuff in the soil to get the bugs out of there. But other than that, it's pretty easy. Special magic peanuts, you put them in the ground, and then you wait 100 day, 110 days. Well, that's it, not even a long time. Right. You plant them in June. Okay. 110 days later, you literally pull them out. They're really easy, kind of like the old cartoons with you know pulling the carrot out or the beet out. Of the, you, just, <laughs> you pull it out, and you pluck the peanuts off. You wash them off, and then you sell them. Okay. Right? So I'm like, okay. And so I go to the Google. I'm like, how difficult? Or I was like, what? Uh, how difficult is it to become a peanut farmer? And then, you know, you get all the answers. Right. And Google responds with, actually, you know, it's pretty simple. And peanut growing is like the number one cash crop in the United States. And here are the states to do it. And this is when you do it. And this is that. So then I go, oh, okay, cool. How much does it cost to grow peanuts? Mm-hmm. And that's $608 for, that's it? for an acre. Dang. Per acre, right? Okay. Per acre. So $608 investment per acre. I'm like, well, that's a steal. I got six hundred eight dollars. Yeah. So then, <laughs> then I go. Nice. Then, then I go six hundred eight dollars. Then I go. Okay, Google. I said, um, how much can I make from growing peanuts? Mm-hmm. You know, with my six hundred eight dollars. How much did you say? Per acre, fifty five thousand one hundred and twenty eight dollars. Dang, I want to go get me an acre and grow some peanuts. Right. That's what I'm screaming. I got six hundred eight dollars too. So, like, you know, if I, I, not. If I get, if, <laughs> look, you can help. <laughs> <laughs> It, it, you know, you just you go out and you buy ten acres, and then you you do an acre to start out, uh-huh. make fifty five k. That's a pretty good ROI on six oh eight, right? Absolutely. You know, you put in a little. I mean, how difficult can it be? Doesn't sound very difficult at all. Right. That's what I'm screaming. So, so you think this dream was a revelation of this is what you need to start doing? I think it's my calling. Maybe it should be because didn't you want to get a farm and put some animals on it at first? Yeah, they'd be play animals. It's not like I'm gonna, you know. Oh, you ain't gonna do nothing. No, no. And then I'm thinking, okay, well, you know, look, uh, I've been, you know, doing this business long enough. Uh, fortunately, um, I've been able to, you know, create somewhat of a following as we grow here in Sacramento, but in other places, especially Georgia, you know, we've got some really good people that have followed me from place to place, especially also in Florida too. And I'm like, okay, so I've got enough people online that would buy Bailey's nuts. I mean, you know, it's uh, the ha-ha play on words, right? There it is. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, you saw it coming, obviously. I did. So, so, like, who would not for, like, $10 a bag buy Bailey's Nuts? Mm-hmm. And I'm going, okay, well, that's pretty cool marketing, at least to the, the P1s, the people that, you know, that dig it, they get right. it. Right. Like, and I sh- how, how much could it be to ship it out? It can't be too much to ship out. You know, like, five, six bucks a bag. So, you know, you put shipping on top of it, 15 bucks, eat a dollar, uh, and you get a, you get a bag of, ba- fourteen ninety nine. you get a bag of Bailey's Nuts. So I'm going, so like I couldn't get back to sleep. Um, I, Sunday morning, I could not get back to sleep. So I was like waiting for my wife to wake up. And again, she wasn't feeling well. And she had to get up early anyway to do this wedding thing for her job. So I finally kind of went back to sleep for a couple hours. But I swear to God, as soon as her alarm, well, I was like the undertaker. As soon as her alarm went off, like I just rose out of the bed. I was like, Boom. I was like, I got to tell you something. Before you get ready, I know you got to go. I got to tell you something. I got to tell you something. I got to tell you something. She's like, what? I go, I, I know, I, I finally at 48 years old know what I want to do with my life. Mm-hmm. And she said, uh, okay. I said, I had a dream. I had a dream. I think it was induced by those gummies Lacey gave us. 
and uh, also some of that nighttime mucinex. You mix those together, and you are a visionary. Tripping. Boom, right. your purpose comes right to you. Right. You are a, uh, uh, not a soothsayer. What are they called? They're, um, the lady oh, in the cave. Talk- what is yeah, she called? You're talking Medium. About a, uh... No, they're called something. Anyway, I'm that. Okay. And I said, I'm going to become a peanut farmer. My wife looks at me, still kind of half asleep, knowing that she's rushed. She's got to get out the door. And she goes, okay, can we talk about this later? Oh. <laughs> she's normally just down with the program. Like, all right, when do we start? Yeah, that's Let what, me know. And then she came home, you know, later yesterday. And, and, and she goes, you want to talk about this peanut farming thing? I said, absolutely. I said, look, I had a dream, bae. I go, I'm telling you, this is, this. and she was like, Okay, that's cool. We can do that. Not a bad she's idea. She's always in, right? She's an enabler. She's always in. Yeah, she's very supportive of all, everything I do. Do you dream every single night? I think scientifically they say you do, but you only remember a percentage mm-hmm. of your dreams. But yes, you. They like there's a lot of things they say. Like they say you don't dream in color. I do. I think I heard that. I definitely dream in color. I dream every single night. Now, you're right about not remembering them. The dreams I remember are almost always the ones that happen in real time. They call it deja vu, but it happens to me in real time. And then the ones I don't remember, I just don't. Or when I first wake up, I remember, but I have to write them down. Yeah. Well, what do you think about this peanut thing? I mean, I know it's a dream, but. I think it could be something that you can do for sure. You already want to get a farm. Now, you know, I'm going to get a peanut farm, throw some goats or whatever on it to play with. And you have it down pat. No, I make the peanuts on the farm. That's like, what I'm saying. I can buy You're any going farm. to make the peanuts on your farm yeah. that you were already talking about getting. Isn't that kind of kooky? Like out of you know, you know, I, I'm always amazed at people that have interesting jobs. I'm going to say odd jobs, just interesting jobs, jobs that you know you did not go to school for. You you know, it's like oh, I didn't right. major in fill in the blank. And you became something just odd just because of chance or a dream or somebody got you involved in it. You fell in love with something we call being bit by the bug in this business. So, and I love what I do. I absolutely love radio, uh, at least part of it. And, and so, um, like, maybe this, it's, it's, it's my calling at 48, you know, to start the next chapter and I become a farmer. I think it's less stress than what I've been going through lately. Absolutely, unless the peanuts don't grow. Well, let's, mm. yeah, you got to think positive. That's a great point. I'm just saying, I just want you to hear all angles. That's the only way that I can see you being stressed out is if your peanuts don't well, work. Well, according to some nice Indian man on YouTube, it's like he was killing it. Like he, He's saying it's <laughs> foolproof? Yeah, well, he didn't say it was foolproof, but he didn't seem to have any problems. And like okay. I watched that video. Now, granted, it was edited, but I mean, it was it was just a two-minute, two-minute, ten-second video. He's Where just, does the $15,000 uh, peanut digger come in? To the six hundred and eight dollars an acre. Well, I think to answer that question honestly, Nelson, is that fifteen thousand peanut, uh, fifteen thousand dollar peanut digger would not come until I expand to larger. Oh, you're gonna do fish. that by hand. You're gonna do an acre by hand. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, the first. Oh, this is the professional tool you need to pull the peanuts up. Nelson? Yeah, that's the, okay. and that's not that's. Thought I made that. Keep clear. in mind, that's just the thing you attach to the tractor. Right. Oh yeah. Well, that's, you gotta buy a tractor too. That's, that's yeah, it. but that's just a, an upfront cost. That's if you have a big fe- peanut farm. Like I have an acre. You know, so I'd you're have... gonna do one acre and you're gonna pull it up. Sure. I, okay. Ma- I maybe you start with like four acres, buy the tractor, and the 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 what's it called? Peanut puller. Peanut digger. The peanut digger. puller. I like you, that. <laughs> <laughs> you you pull the di- you get the digger, and then. It pays for itself with all the money you're going to make from your four or five acres. Like I'm, a, I'm a fairly smart guy when it comes to money. I know not to jump into the peanut digger right out of the gates. Uh huh. Mm. You know, you got to put in the blood, sweat, and tears. You got to learn your mm. lessons. Just one, one acre then to start. 
Just to start, yeah. Because he's going to do it by himself. Mm-hmm. And every three years, you can put peanuts on it. Was that? What, every three years? You can't because just keep growing them? you're supposed to rotate crops out. Yeah, every third planting yeah. is peanuts. Yeah. You got to mix oh. in some corn and some cotton. Okay, well, can you- Soybeans? Are you trying to be helpful or hurtful? You sound like you're yelling at me for my- <laughs> I am just trying to talk a little bit of sense. Usually, you are the prince of common sense. Yeah, well, here's the deal. I- are you still on the gummy? No, but here's, to, to your point, okay, the nice Indian man did not mention what you just mentioned. Fair. So my re- He's probably doing it by hand. My, my response to that is, if I have 10 acres, oh. and I'm doing one acre this year, then I will move slightly to the right <laughs> to another acre that sure. is, has not been... Yet, right. Right. My mistake. I didn't even consider that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know what? Before you throw stones, you glass house, me glass house, right? Because you only want to do peanuts. You don't want to start doing all this other stuff, right? You don't want to be a farmer. I don't. I'm not doing cotton and corn. I can tell you that right okay. now. Marry a single tomato? Huh? No. God, no. No tomatoes, peppers, or onions. I don't, or mm. avocados. Oh, gross. I like any of those he doesn't things. eat those things. I couldn't even touch them. Couldn't even pull them. You know, but like you see these people, especially, avocado digger. especially here in California, you know, now that weed is legalized and, and whatever, um, you know, I'm sure a lot of those people that got into the, the pot growing business or the marijuana plant growing business, you know, it was fairly new to them, maybe possibly. Right. Yeah. But they're not doing an acre. A, a startup guys maybe got a, a small warehouse. That's not an acre. All right. Well, maybe acres a lot. An acre's yeah, It's 66 feet by 660 feet. Oh, it's forty three thousand something square feet <laughs> of space. Bad. Not as bad as you think. <laughs> you can walk that and pull it by yourself. Yeah. Your apartment is okay. eleven hundred square feet, so that would be forty of your apartments full of peanuts. Who mine? Yeah, I think yours was about eleven hundred, wasn't it? Twelve hundred, maybe. I don't. Know. Well, they're spread out too. You understand? Okay. You have to. I think they're two feet from each other. Gotcha. So it's not going to be. Boo, peanuts. Right on each other. Okay. Right. And I got nothing else to do. I mean, if I'm going to be a peanut farmer, I'm all in. <laughs> right. That's all do. you're going to be doing. <laughs> and my wife was like, you love projects. And it's like, where we're at now, there's really no projects for me. Like, there's nothing. Nothing you can do. You know, my last house, every weekend I was doing something. Mm-hmm. And I love doing that kind of stuff. So I go out there, you know, put on a big brim hat, get some gloves on. Mm-hmm. You know, Enjoy yourself. Get some sun. Uh-huh. Overalls. Yeah, some overalls without a shirt like on. some waders. Yeah. yeah. It'd be pretty cool. I think it's kind of neat. Uh, I just think I got to follow the dream. I think you should follow the dream, too. I've, I've had quite a few dreams that I needed to follow. Uh, the One of the last major ones I had, I was going to get kidnapped at my best friend's wedding. And you didn't. I did not. But everything else through. that I dreamed happened. So you, you just follow your dreams. Boom. Well, did you try? To get kidnapped? Yeah. No, I tried to not get kidnapped. Oh, well. well that's your problem. Yeah, that's your problem. No, I didn't want to be kidnapped. You're trying you to. could have been, though. You, you know, a lot of times the bad stuff in your dreams means the opposite of what you think it means. Sometimes. Sometimes it means exactly what I dream. I dream that someone has died before and they died. Uh, well, like, I got, uh, it was a dream. I've had a bunch of them these last week for some reason, but um, usually I have them when something big is about to happen or mm-hmm. my mind is distracted. Uh, not always when I'm in an altered state, but it's always leading up to something. That's when I start having vivid dreams. Right. And I have a feeling like, especially this week, you know, there's some things happening. So uh, I, I had a dream that I was shooting a gun at a metal closet 
for some reason. As one does. Yeah, isn't that mm-hmm. kind of odd? And then I looked it up, and I'm like, well, what does that mean? I was terrified to look it up. Mm-hmm. And when I looked it up, it said something like, uh, you're ready for a change. That like I don't know how shooting bullets. Because you're and- trying to get through this barrier. I guess. No. Good, Kyle. Thank you. Yeah. Did you? you so maybe he up. just watched the last Boy Scout before he fell so asleep. I dreamed that you were going to say that, so I came up with an answer. <laughs> yeah. well, I'm sorry, I didn't see that note you passed me, dear Jason. <laughs> it's Kyle. If we get a second today on today's show, I'd like to talk about this dream I had last night. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, man, that dream stuff is for real. Like you got. I mean, there's people that write it off, and it was like no big deal. But like I. I, I am a firm believer that we only use such a very small percent. Like, we're superheroes. Like, every single human being is a superhero. But we, some of us train our brains to work more or better than others. You know, if somebody's not as smart as someone else, it's not that they can't be as smart. is that they just don't apply their brain mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. being that smart. I think we're all mm-hmm. in the same playing field at birth. And it's just the way that we educate and program ourselves throughout life and what we're given, obviously, opportunities and advantages and so on and so forth. So we use such a small percentage of our body, of our brain, I mean. Mm-hmm. And if the more brain power you use, the more superhuman you become. Right. You know what I mean? That's why you see people that, you know, some of the, the greatest minds ever were in altered states with a lot of things that they did. Right. You know, whether it be marijuana or... Uh, you know, the LSD, it was LSD, right? Mushrooms. Oh. Yeah, acid is how they acid. came up with the DNA double helix. Did you know that? Did, yeah, see, there you go. Point proven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that you're mo- just describing the movie Limitless. Yeah, that's that no, is. Lucy. Lucy. I haven't seen Lucy. Limitless is awesome. Well, both of them. Bradley Cooper. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I haven't seen, I guess I haven't seen Limitless, but Lucy is literally, she unlocks more than 10% of her brain and becomes a god. Yeah, there you go. That's what Limitless mm-hmm. does, too. You take this pill and boom. Scarlett Johansson? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've seen that super one. hot and just beats dudes up and like super smart. She's just great. Bradley Cooper, super hot, beats uh, dudes up. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. He's just He's great. Also- He's just <laughs> great. I'm here for it. I forgot the last part, didn't I? All right. <laughs> Can't leave out that. He's great. He's just great. Yeah. Great. <laughs> you talk about your Scarlet girl. I'll talk about my Bradley boy. Mm-hmm. All right. 916-909-0985. You want to? Back up the dream theory. That's fine. If not, we'll move on. I got tax time happening right now. Not that we're going to dig in and have a serious conversation about taxes, but some of you, it's probably real important if you've been doing some illegal activity in 2023. Believe it or not, the government wants to know. Uh oh. But will you report it? I'll tell you about that here in a minute. Hang on. Pretty much guarantee none of you listening are going to participate in this conversation, but if you did, I would be shocked. I don't get shocked. I'd be extremely surprised. Uh, the reason I say that, have you heard of the Al Capone rule for taxes? Ever, no. mm-hmm. ever heard that? You have, Nelson, heard that term? Mm-hmm. That's how they got Capone. Okay. So they weren't able to get Capone for anything other than tax evasion. Tax evasion, sure. Okay. People know that story. Oh, I mm-hmm. guess that does make sense. Yep, yep. So among the list of income, the IRS asks you, listening to report when you file your taxes, and I've I've never heard this before. This is the first time I've heard this. Is any income you receive from illegal activities? So the IRS is saying by law you have to report illegal activity. 
Income from illegal activities such as money from dealing illegal drugs must be completed or included, I'm sorry, in your income on Schedule 1. The IRS also asks taxpayers to report any stolen properties full market value as income in the year that you stole it. Mm. Okay, not stolen property like somebody stole it from you, like something you stole from them. Yeah, like I boosted a $10,000 car, and now I've profited $10,000 in my life, so I need to pay taxes on that. So they're basically asking criminals to turn themselves in? Hold on, I'm getting there. Uh, because, yeah, that's the that's the question you're, everybody's asked, right? Uh, uh, unless, of course, they return the stolen goods to the rightful owner. Okay, mm. then you don't have to report it. <laughs> Bri- this is a real story. What this if is I, for, Hold on, hold on, if, hold on, let me finish. Let me finish. <laughs> Bribes should also be included in your reportable income. The only time monetary gains are not required to be included in your taxable income is when it's exempted by law, which famously does not include illegal earned money. Uh, They aren't required to tell the federal authorities, they being the IRS, about the activity because the income falls under the quote unquote other income category. So the IRS can't exactly tell where the money is coming from either. Uh, so to answer your question, Nikki, is are they going to turn you in? Mm-hmm. Now, I don't trust surveys that this place sends to me that says you're anonymous. Mm-hmm. I'm not trusting the IRS with illegal activity. Right. I don't know about you, but if there's like you would have to be the most honest bad guy in the world <laughs> to report anything illegally, like or either that or a proud American. Right. Maybe you're just a bad <laughs> And when I say bad, maybe you're a nice person, but you do mm-hmm. bad things, okay? Right. But you're a great American, and you're like, part of being an American is paying taxes. And so even though I sell illegal drugs, I take bribes, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, I love my country, and I love what it stands for, and I love the process. So I'm going to report all these things on my taxes. Now, do you get caught? I have no idea. Yes. I've never met someone that said, hey, look, I had you know, I, you know, do you get money back? You know, that's the question. You get money back this year? Yeah, I got a few dollars because I had a lot of bribes. Well, you know, okay, let's, what do you mean you have a lot of bribes? Well, you know, like the commissioner, I had to bribe him for the property, you know, the, the business we have. Like, it goes in this whole story. I mean, I'm making it up, but I've never heard that conversation before. Never, not one time. Well, and can you write off bribes? No, no, it says here. That they so, like, you're so talk- the way you're talking about, wouldn't you wouldn't have to file taxes on that. You are the one who is receiving the bribe. Yeah, the opposite. Yeah, so I'm saying if I'm also doling out bribes, you know like how you can write off oh. up to your losses in uh, gambling? Correct. Great question. So can you do the same with bribes? Like say I take in $100,000 worth of bribes from whoever, and then I then have to go to the commissioner because, hey, commish, I need like $30,000 worth of bribe for you. Can I then <laughs> claim on my taxes $70,000 worth of bribes? I'm asking my CPA that today. I'll have Thank an answer you. for you. Well, he's not quick to get back, but I'll have an answer for you by the end of the week. That's I a great question because this article is all about telling people to report their illegal activity. Yeah, but nobody, not in this article, does it talk about reporting losses for right. illegal activity. Thank you. It's a business, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Okay, so if you're one, let's say you're one or the other, right? You're mm-hmm. either the bad. Let's just call him the bad guy, right? You're the bad sure. guy doing illegal activity, or you're the bad guy accepting illegal activity. Mm-hmm. Are people going to do either one of them? 
Absolutely no. not. Absolutely. I know hairdressers that don't report their income. You mean to tell me drug dealers are going to go do it? Absolutely not. It will not happen ever. <laughs> but if you, I'm assuming the hairdressers don't report the income because they're not going to get anything back. So if you're going to get something, I guarantee if they were if they knew that they were going to get a return, they would report their income. Probably. I mm-hmm. don't know. Some of because they're cash type of businesses. So and I'm not just coming down on hairdressers. I'm just talking from personal experience that I have friends that do hair and they don't report it because they get Anyone cash. In, yeah. Anyone in the service industry doesn't report cash tips or whatever. You know what no. I mean? You have to report the stuff that comes in on a credit card. But for the most part, people I, I always heard the old adage was you claim 10 percent of your tips. Yeah, strippers don't report their tips. No. Bartenders don't report. Waiters, waitresses, nobody's reporting cash. No. That's why anytime you go to a nail salon, they actually have a sign that, or, or they try to get you to pay cash. You know, that little mm-hmm. massage place they go to the mall, they want you to pay cash. And now what they've done is they've gimmicked it out where they charge you that 3% for using a credit card. They do, oh, so yeah. your amount is cheaper when you don't do it. My, my nail shop does that. So in your head, you have to justify are the sky miles that important? Right. <laughs> right. That's what you got to say to yourself. It's like the cash back. Am I getting the cash? Okay. So if Discover, now Capital One, is getting me 5% cash back, but I got to pay 3%. Pro- so I'm making 2%. Is it really worth it? I do have the cash to give them, you know. So they try, you know, all those Asian run places want the mm-hmm. cash. Gas stations too. Uh, gas stations. Well, yeah, you, there's a whole different price if you pay cash oh, for ca- your gas. Yeah, cash for your gas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they don't have to pay the processing fee. Yep, that's mm-hmm. all it is. So anyway, I, I just have never, I've never heard this before. I mean, I guess it makes sense, but I don't, you know, I don't, I don't see a drug dealer. And maybe they do. I don't know. Maybe you have a drug no, dealer that has is- a CPA and he. He's like, all right, this year did really well. You know, fentanyl was big. So stupid. I'm so dumb. Look, unless you know for a fact that doesn't happen, you can't say it doesn't happen. That's fair, but this is still the dumbest show that ever existed. I love it. (laughs) Peanut farmers and fentanyl was good this year. He says, (laughs) right? It was a hot drug. Mm -hmm. We got in early. We struck while the iron was hot. Outside of that, like, what would you, what, what, what could you report? I guess, would you steal a car? You're a car thief? Yep. You know? Well, prostitution. Prostitution. You're talking about, uh, you're talking about massage parlors? What about the old rub and tug? Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's you know the only I mean? thing, too. Oh. No way. Can once again? Can I write off? Well, l- listen. Maybe I do criminal business. I go to this uh, supposed massage parlor and I sell them weed. Can I then write off my rub and tug because I've done business at the property? And then when you go to your CPA, do they then turn into like a therapist and go? <laughs> That's what I'm saying, man. Like Nelson, man, we got to talk. Like this is you're just going down a bad path. <laughs> yeah. But I'm getting fifteen hundred dollars back. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. But does the CPA even want their name attached to something like this, though? Who are you going to find to file your taxes and you're saying, hey, I want to file taxes on these drugs I sold this year? I'd probably go to that same person that did your taxes from your oh, church. Oh, no, you would not. <laughs> yeah. They wouldn't do that. Yeah. Well, they, they, they wouldn't they, do it at all, I guess. Yeah, yeah that's what I was going to say. Absolutely, you go to that person. They don't even turn them in. <laughs> <laughs> if you're trying to find the worst CPA, give Nikki a buzz. <laughs> she'll help you. She'll, no, I won't. She'll take you to one of those beat up shopping plazas. And <laughs> Oh, she's good people. She goes to my church. Does she know what she's doing? I don't know. Mm-mm. No idea. Is she a CPA? Do you see like a little certificate on the wall? <laughs> I don't even think there were rose walls.
I just met her outside. <laughs> the tax walls. person. That's all you got to know. CPA, <laughs> church knows how person, to do the number. attendant. She had a uh, shirt that she said she got off of Amazon. She says, I'm a tax person. And that's uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Gave her all my paperwork. And, you know, the crazy thing is, is I just, you know, I guess it's done. I, it's three years later. <laughs> never never got my stuff Never got my stuff back. I have no idea. Oh, my God. You know, I, just, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a murderer. I want to write off the knife I bought. I'm going right. to ask my friend who used to work for the, for the IRS if he ever heard of this or saw this. Well, now I'm curious. That, yeah, that would be a good person. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's probably a Reddit thread. I didn't even look. There's probably a Reddit thread that goes through and everybody. I mean, someone has been dumb enough to do it, but the idea is for the Capones of the world. So at the at least at bare minimum, they can arrest people. Yeah, but Capone was targeted, right? I mean, they, yeah. they, they specifically found a way to bring him down because they couldn't get him for anything else. So if Joe Blow, the drug dealer goes and reports this he's not being targeted you know no, he's but not this like, is more of like right this is more to catch idiots who will self-report and to go after the goddies of the world yeah i don't think uh i don't think anybody does this no there's got to be one person we gotta probably find, find that nikki let's find that one person i'm gonna see let's find that one person i'm on a mission today hi man that's me i do my cpa every year i steal a bunch of stuff <laughs> oh, theft was up. That's big, right? What about all those yahoos like doing oh, the flash yeah. mobs, going mm-hmm. into Louis Vuitton stores and, you know, stealing that kind of stuff? You know what? I did a bad thing five times, ten times tops, and uh, I stole about $100,000 worth of stuff. Oops. I want to report this. I want to I want to owe the government. You know, I just want to be, I just want to do the right thing now. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> Things you won't hear from the criminal, right? Mm-hmm. All right, second round of headlines. Uh, what do you got? I'm going to tell you what drastic steps a company took to combat shoplifting and when the Eiffel Tower is reopening. All right. Two big stories from today. Get you learned here in a minute. Hey, Stand by for news. News, 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 news. It's time for today's top two. Headlines. Read all about it, baby. Extra, extra. Read all about it. Headlines. Here we go. Second round of headlines. Thanks to good guys. Heating and air. 530. Good air. Nikki D. Have you ever heard of one-on-one shopping? H3. A long-time San Francisco business is trying something new to curb what uh, it says has been rampant shoplifting. Fredrickson's Hardware and Paint uh, in San Francisco is now starting one-on-one shopping. And the reason why they're doing this is because the manager said this store has been open for 24 years and the theft is the worst that it has ever been. So what they're doing is two hours in the morning, Two hours in the evening, they're locking the doors, and an employee has to come escort you in one on one, and they walk you through the store, through the store, ask you what you want, help you pick out things. They said theft has gotten so bad in this store that they've had to like bolt down the pots and pans that are on display because people still so sad, ridiculous. It is so sad. It it breaks my heart. To I mean, like you know, you walk into just about any store now, but especially Home Depot. And there's very few, few things that are loose. You know, the hardware aisle, loose, but everything else. I mean, you want uh, uh, bits or tool stuff. I mean, all that stuff is behind a cage. And then you got to find somebody. And they just, you know, that's and then that's when you get frustrated because mm-hmm. you can't find somebody. Mm-hmm. And you see, like, for some reason, they'll have eight people at the self-checkout, which is a total contradiction of what you're trying to accomplish. I don't know why you have so many people at self-checkout. Like, if you have so many people at self-checkout, 
then why aren't you checking people out? Right. That drives me nuts. And they're just standing around talking to each other. Doing absolutely nothing. Ugh. But I need help on aisle 12, mm-hmm. and I can't find a soul. And then when I find somebody, they tell me that's not their aisle. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what are you doing? I, you know, but, but it's just very sad to know that a small group of people, we allow this to happen. We allow small groups to overcome the masses. This is our fault. This is our fault for caving in. This is our fault for being too relaxed on the laws, you know, feeling sorry for people, giving them the mulligan when they shouldn't get the mulligan. You know, it's our fault. You have no one else to blame but us. You know, so like I know it's very easy to blame politics or one side or the other side. And and that's just an easy Facebook cliche. But, you know, we allow it to happen. We have these conversations where, oh, they, they probably have this problem and this problem and this problem versus just realizing what right is and what wrong is. Right. It's very simple. You know, there's right, there's wrong. If you don't have, earn it. You don't steal it. Somebody else earned it. Mm-hmm. You're stealing it from them. Thieves drive me nuts. It's just, it's it's crazy, you know. And this poor guy, whoever owns this hardware store, you know, just for- trying to keep his business afloat. Just trying to keep his business afloat. Mm-hmm. And it's value over volume. Now he's only open four hours a day. So how much money is this guy losing? No, he's still open all day. They just do the one-on-one shopping during those peak hours. And he's trying to see how that's helping with the theft and his costs. So he's done it now about three weeks. He's just going to assess it week number four and then make adjustments from there. There was another store I saw they're putting armed security in. I don't don't blame them. Got to do what you got to do. Right. And I think somebody's going to second guess when you have, you know, uh, a nice AR at the door, you know, right. with some mean dude. The, I tell you, the jewelry shop in the the Galleria up top, like right by the big circle, they always have the scariest security guys. Oh yes, they do that guy. He just, and he stands outside the door. I love it. I think and he's got he's got uh, it says security. He's got like a bulletproof vest on and stuff. I'm like it's kind of like with Tiffany's. Tiffany's mm-hmm. has always got a security guard, right? Armed. I, I love it. Absolutely love it. I mean that guy. You walk by that guy and he looks at you like. Come on in. Steal something. I want you to. I dare you. <laughs> I'm like, you the man, dude. Get him. Get him. Get him. Get him. He doesn't even smile at you if you're a lady. <laughs> right. He <laughs> always is stone-faced. All right. Second story. Quickly. You're in luck. The Eiffel Tower is back open. H4. If you're planning a trip to see the famous Eiffel Tower, you might want to hold off a bit. <laughs> Visitors have been turned away for the second day because of an employee strike over poor financial management of that site. That strike lasted for about six days. I feel like I was on another planet because I had no idea this was happening. Um, And the employees were striking because they wanted better maintenance of the actual uh, tower itself. And, of course, they wanted salary increases. So they have come to an agreement. It's back open. They're going to put about $412 million into renovating the Eiffel Tower. And they're discussing a pay increase for employees next week. Imagine being a family, big trip, finally going to see the Eiffel Tower. You get there and you start working your way in. Security card, a security guard comes out and says, oh, "Sorry, folks, the, the French fry outside should have told you the Eiffel Tower is closed for six days." <laughs> you know, you can't get in. <laughs> you right. know, take it over, you know, just like they do in vacation, right? And they got mm-hmm. they got, put this big. Um, sign up in front of it that was like rotating telling everybody that it was closed and i was like oh yeah but i guarantee somebody made a nice trip to the eiffel tower mm-hmm. yes in six days probably not spending six days there in paris you know they're sol they didn't go for what they were trying to go for right all right uh brett michaels will be here this friday i'll see you out there if you plan on going uh we're gonna have a blast always a blast with brett and this is his party gras tour so with him he'll have mark mcgrath right 
Steve Ajiri, you know, formerly a Journey, uh, so you could hear some Journey stuff. Uh, Steve replaced Steve, I believe. Yeah. Lita Ford, also on the bill. It's going to be a blast at the venue, Thunder Valley. I need some players. We're going to do the game, generally speaking. It's a generation-based game. So uh, Nelson goes out, talks to what we call our generalist, asks some generation-based questions, Boomer, X, Z, that kind of stuff, Y, and you just have to yay or nay their answer. Will they get it right or will they not get it right? If you get it, if you get it right, then you get a point. If not, that point goes to your competition, and Nikki D will help both of the players out along the way here. 916-909-0985. 916-909-0985. Need some players for Brett Michaels tickets here next. Hang on. Hey, Boomer. Think you know your millennial stuff? Uh, pokey what? What about you, Gen Xer? Ready to drop some knowledge? Eh, bite me. It's time to play Generally Speaking on the BS. Brett Michaels tickets for Party Gras Friday night. Thunder Valley, the venue. It's what's up for grabs. Brett will have Mark McGrath, Steve Ajiri, and Lita Ford with him. I'm going to get my voice. <clears throat> there you go. Ready for Friday. Not a damn got to pay my rent. Barely make it through the... <clears throat> <laughs> I need to clap and foot stomp with it. Red leather, oh yellow leather, gosh. red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather. Uh, it's the BS. Thanks for listening. My name's Jason Bailey. There's Nikki D. There's Nelson. Uh, there's Kyle. We're on the stream, by the way. Started about an hour ago. If you uh, are on the Facebook at Listen to the BS of the 98 Rock Facebook, the stream is up and you can join the conversation with the rest of the Bugars. Uh, Ryan and well, here, let's try this again. Ryan and Sack, how are you? Good. How are you? Good, sir. You have a good weekend? Oh, yeah. All right. Good, good, good. Casey and Placerville, how are you? I am fantastic, my friend. How are you? Uh, good, thank you. I like it. you guys are so polite. They are such sweet people here. I swear to God, you're so sweet. Okay, uh, gentlemen, here's the deal. I got the Brett Michaels tickets for Friday night. Love to have a drink with y'all. Uh, generally speaking, is the game. It's a generation based game. So we're going to introduce you to what we call our generalist. So you kind of get a gauge on what you're dealing with, and then we ask them generation questions. You know, Boomer, X, Millennial, that kind of stuff. Nikki D is going to be helping both of y'all out. So you can lean on her for a little support. All as I need from you is a yay or nay. Yay, the generalist will know the answer. Or nay, they're not going to know the answer. You get it right, you get a point. If not, that point goes to your competition. Game moves fast. Boom. And it's over before you know it. Ryan, Casey, are we ready to rock and roll? Yes, I'm ready to win these tickets for my wife's birthday for sure. All right. He puts that little <laughs> extra ooh in there. Mm. All right, Kyle, oh, yeah. let's uh, meet our generalist. What's your name? Carla Lubeck. Carla, how old are you? 42. 42, that makes you a millennial, an elder millennial, I believe. Correct. Carla, can you tell me something interesting about yourself? Something interesting? Ooh, I won a wedding ring from the Salvation Army one time. <laughs> a raffle? Uh, rang bells, you know. <laughs> okay, yeah. that's an abrupt you know? ending right there. Yeah. <laughs> I just rang bells. You know? I'm Carla you Lubeck. Know? You, know? you don't know me? All right, so that's what you're dealing with, that, that elder millennial right mm-hmm. there, that elder millennial. Okay, Ryan, you're up first. You're going to go first. Here's the first question, uh, A1. Where did George Jetson work? All right, first, Nikki D. It's a boomer question. Dang. Nikki D., where did George Jetson work? George Jetson is skyrocket. Close. Dang. Um, if Kevin Spacey worked there, it would be... Guy Bacon? 
I don't know how you got that from Kevin Guy Spacey. Brockett. I actually gave you the wrong you clue. Just, right. Sp- <laughs> I meant to say House of Cards. But Spacely Sprockets. Spacely Sprockets. I know it was Sprockets. Spacely. Do all, do all Kevins sound or look the same to you? Who, me? No, to her. Oh. You said Kevin Bacon. No, no he didn't. Kevin not. He Spacey. Kevin Spacey. You oh, just heard a white oh. name. <laughs> <laughs> I always think about Kevin Bacon. Yeah, I'm talking about the one six degrees to Spacely. <laughs> All right. Spacely Sprockets, Ryan, is what we're looking for. Yay or nay, will our generalist Carla Lubluck know the answer? You know, I think she's going to have an idea just like I did, but that is a tricky name to remember. And she would have to be a Super Jetson fan. I'm going to say nay. All right, Ryan. Yeah, I knew it, but I'm a few years older than her. But I don't. I don't think she'll know it. I think she'll be close, but she won't know it. All right, so no. you go going nay. Yes, nay, nay. Let's find out. A two. Mm, the Astro Factory. The answer we're looking for is Spacely Sprockets. Mm-hmm. Not, a, not a bad answer. No, right. not at all. Not a bad answer at all. I mean, it, it sounded educated. It sounded mm-hmm. like she probably knew what she was talking about. As educated you could be with the Jetsons with conversation. The Jetsons. Yeah. Right. All right, Casey, you got the next one. Uh, generally speaking, here we go, B1. It was all about this explosive for JJ on Good Times. That's a great question. A Gen X question, Nikki D. It was all about this explosive for JJ on Good Times. Dynamite. There you go. <laughs> Something that if you ever run across JJ in real life, you don't ask him to do. Oh, he gets upset about it? He gets, he'll walk out of the radio studio. I've seen him do it. Oh, I did not know that. He's, Which is like, if Rick Springfield still plays Jesse's girl, say dynamite, JJ. Yeah, like, you are known for nothing else. Like, literally one word. And it's not right. even your word. No. Right? And you, like, own it, dude. It's okay. It's been around for, like, you've right. been, it's you for 40 plus years. It's okay. Yeah. All right, dynamite, Casey, is what we're looking for. Yay or nay on Dynamite. <laughs> I want to say, say I, I gotta say yay. If I, you don't know this, then I want to say yay as well, Casey. But just something on the inside of me tells me she might be a little clueless, and I want to say nay. It's a Gen X question, but it's an older Gen X question. It is. I, I just I feel like you're ignorant if you don't. I mean, like my my son's twenty and he knows what dynamite is. Like if you don't know this, then you've been living under a rock. <laughs> you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> you're <a> dumb. <laughs> I agree with you. All right, so yay on dynamite, Casey. Correct. Yes, sir. All right, here we go. B two. TNT. Oh, is it dynamite? There it is, and that's absolutely correct. Okay. And it's it's also one of those things where you just can't say dynamite. No, you have to try to say it like he does. Yeah, dynamite. 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 All right. right. Point of peace. Nicely done, boys. All right, next one. Back to you, Ryan. Generally speaking, here we go. C1. Pokemon was originally released on what system? God. A millennial question. Uh, Nikki D, Pokemon was originally released on what system? Sega Genesis. No. Nintendo. No. I mean, it's a Nintendo-based system. Super Nintendo. No. Um, Game Boy. Yeah. There you go. There oh, you go. Jesus. I need to get there. I'd fail. That's a lot. Right. I, was, I was willing to take this to 10. That's so stupid. <laughs> All right, Ryan, Game Boy, yay or nay? Will Carla Lublock get Game Boy? Absolutely not, Ryan. She will I not get it on her I- first guess. No, I agree with you. That's a that's a name. She's a millennial. This is she a millennial. is a millennial, but there's no way she'll get it on the first game. It's a hard one. Yeah, you know I have the original Game Boy still wrapped, shrink wrapped in its box. What? Why? 
Why? How, have why? you priced it for how much it's worth? I don't think it's worth much. Can I have it? Oh, it has to be. Can I buy it? Forget, give it to Kyle. Let me buy it. I don't think that's the question. I think, do you have money to buy it is the question. No. You don't <laughs> know how much it's worth. <laughs> it's worth a lot then. Yeah, it's <laughs> honestly. All right, so nay on Game Boy, right, Ryan? Yeah. All right, let's find out. C tip. Before or before I cared, after I cared, I'm not sure what the exact answer is. Other than I don't know Pokemon. Uh, NES. It's actually the Game Boy right after the NES. Where are you talking to this woman? I mean, I mean, are you at a, rehab? At the bar, no, she I'm sounds out, drunk. I'm outside of a bar. Yeah. Oh, okay. You don't sound drunk. He no, does. I don't, I don't drink. Oh, that's right. You just give the alcohol. You give the poison to the people. I do. I do. I, I'm a pusher. You're a pusher. Push All right. Me. The score is two to one. Supply. Ryan is up. Casey, here we go. Let's get back uh, on uh, on uh, Ryan's level here. Next one, generally speaking, D1. Complete this common old person's phrase. Back in my day, we had to walk to school uphill. Is that your old person voice? That's my old person right. voice. We had to walk up here. All right, here we go. A boomer question, Nikki D. Back in my day, we oh, had to one. walk to school uphill, fill in the blank. In the snow? That's what I would say, too, but that's not what we're looking for. Um, no, both ways. Both ways, yeah. Thank oh, you. Yeah, yeah. I ways. wouldn't have gotten that. Yeah, both Back ways. in my day, we had to walk to school uphill in the snow both ways. Okay, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know the both ways part. The snow would be added to that. But we're looking for both ways. All right, Casey, do you think our millennial generalist Carla will know both ways? I knew it, but I don't think she did because I don't think she walked anywhere both ways. Nikki? I'm going to go with the nay as well. I don't think she will know that at all. So you don't think Carla Lublack goes both ways? Mm-mm. Okay. Nay on both ways. D2. Complete this common old person's phrase. Is that not the- Back in, uh, uh, okay. in snow. Both ways. Both ways is correct. Nah, she got it. <laughs> she got it. She got Dang, it. she tricked us, Casey. She tricked us. All right, Casey, you got to give that point to Ryan. It's three to one. Uh, let's hope Ryan, in your case, gets this one incorrect. Here we go. Next one, generally speaking, E1. Millennials are accused of doing this at the beginning of a video they record. All right, Nikki D. Millennials are accused of doing this at the beginning of a video they record, a Gen Z question. Oh. Um, this is tough, too. At the beginning of a video. I mean, it's not tough for Gen Z. They give they throw it at us millennials all the time. It's that big of a stereotype. Fixing their hair? No. Um, if you were an Irish man and your name was Minnow, how would you finish that? Minnow? Minnow. Minnow. Oh, Minnow. Irish man, and I said Minnow. And you met a middle-aged woman. (laughs) (laughs) That confused me more than the original question. And you stopped what you were doing. Minnow, minnow pause. Yeah, pausing. Pausing. Oh, <laughs> pausing. Okay. Pausing. Yeah, that's hard. Yeah, millennial pauses. I guess it's what it's called. It's yes? literally called that. Yes. All right, Ryan. Uh, will our generalist Carla know pausing or millennial pause? Pause. I'm gonna I, say nay, Ryan. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't think so. I think that's a nay. All right. Uh, it's a Gen Z question. She's a millennial on the older side, so you're going nay. I'm going to say nay. I'm a millennial, too. I had no idea. <laughs> All right. Let's see. If you get this one right. Yeah, if you get this one right, Casey can't win. So this is big. You, you want to think about this one for a second? 
Uh, I had no idea what it was, but uh, so I still say nay. Did you hear our generalist and how hip she sounds? Sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she sounds like she's down with the paws. Sounds so good. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> All right, yeah, yeah, I'm just going through the the odds here. Like, yeah, you get this, you're going to win. So, for the win, you want to say nay on pausing. Nay on pausing. All right, let's find out. E2. Selfie, like uh, putting a filter on? The answer we're looking for is a pause. It's called a millennial pause. There we go. That means there you won. There we go. Boom, boom, boom. I didn't see how close we were to the end there. Casey, I'm sorry mm. about that. I know that's how the game works, and... We could go longer, we would, but that's just not how it's worked. But we've got Brett Michaels tickets all this week. You were the one that wanted them for your wife, right? Yes, sir. Okay, you want to? It, yeah, it's her birthday. To, it's her birthday tomorrow, so I was trying to win the tickets for her birthday. All right, I tell you what, you know, because we do these little uh, dumb games around eight o'clock. If you want to get in like early, you know, call us like ten minutes prior without me having to solicit for it. I'll make sure you at least play and have another chance. Okay. I appreciate that, man. Okay. Thank you, guys. All right. We'll talk well, to you later. Well. See you later. You know, I wish I could just have an extra pair. I'd give it to him or his mm-hmm. wife. Yeah. Very That'll sweet. be the best birthday present ever. All right, Ryan. We'll see you Friday. Brett Michaels, the venue, Thunder Valley, for the Party Gras Tour, okay? Awesome. All right. I'm going to put you, you on hold. Give us a couple minutes. We'll get all of your information. Get ready to rock and roll. And, uh, yeah, Friday's going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to get out of the house, get some drinks, and do my thing. I don't know if I'm going to go up there again. The well, last time I saw him in... They asked me to go up. I couldn't do it. I just, I'm too embarrassed by the thing that I did and the YouTube. You'll go up. And I think you need to face your fears. I don't know. You're already getting your voice ready to sing, so it He'll sounds like up. you're going to go up. You know, it was, it was odd when, you know, you posted the video that I can't watch from 2007 when I went up with Poison and did nothing but a good time. And there's video. I don't know where the video is a year prior. That was really bad. But this one's bad because of just how I look. I'm, I hate being filmed intoxicated like stupid. You know, I just, I don't I hate that. And so I was just a fish out of water. I was low man on the totem pole with all the, you know, with all the juice up on stage, you know, Bubba Ray Dudley and Brad Arnold and, uh, and, and the other guy's name I always forget. And then the guys in poison. And so I'm like center stage and doing all my things. And it's just Mm -hmm. very embarrassing. But the feedback that I got on, like people were very nice. They're like, they were were into it. Nobody was bashing me. I was like, well, that's why I think Nikki put it up there because she wanted a good rib. (laughs) I did. I did. And you didn't get what you wanted. It's fine. I mean, I think they probably ribbed to each other and they just wanted to be nice to you when they posted for whatever reason. Yeah. You know, earlier you were talking about the dream you had where you were shooting at a metal door. Mm-hmm. Why do you I sound think, like you're underwater? I don't know. That was weird. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I think going on stage is your metal door. <sighs> you're trying to get Yeah. You need to go back door. on stage at a Poison concert. Redeem yourself. I appreciate the Socrates. What you're doing right now? Yeah, it's actually Plato, but that's fine. But I can, I can promise you that is not the metal door right now. Only if you knew, I guarantee. (laughs) I know what the metal door is. I'm just that's that's not it. I promise Mm. you that it's not it. All right, there you go. We'll have more Brett Michaels tickets, like I said, throughout the week tomorrow at eight o'clock. Do that. Anybody watch Saturday Night Live? Anybody watch Saturday Night Live anymore? You know, it's not really talked about that much. So the big controversial episode aired Saturday night with comedian Shane Gillis. Me, personally, I'm a fan of Shane Gillis. But I was curious on how we... Remember, this guy was hired and fired from Saturday Night Live. He was attempted to be canceled. I hate that term, but attempted to be canceled from the internet because of something that didn't sit well with people on a podcast, an obscure podcast of all that things. TMZ has a hatred for this guy. 
they purposely, quote-unquote, leak stuff about him, right? Mm-hmm. They're the only ones that do it, so it's not being leaked. It's purposely being put out. So he goes out to do his monologue. I was worried. Was he going to conform or not conform? Uh, and I'll give you the results here in a minute. Hang on. Yeah, I don't know if uh, Saturday Night Live got what they were looking for with Shane Gillis in his uh, in his appearance on sa- uh, this past Saturday. It's just that, unfortunately, SNL is nowhere near as, as relevant as it used to be. Uh, I mean, maybe the last time people would talk water cooler talk about SNL, Andy Samberg, and he, you know, he was kind of one of the first to, to do the digital shorts, or he was definitely for Saturday Night Live. You know, um, and that's unfortunate because it's 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 the last of a of a of you know a dying breed, you know, of improv and skits and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But you don't have the cast of the uh, Adam Sandler, David Spade, you know. Back then, you go back to the Chevy Chase or the Dennis Millers. You know, you don't have those guys anymore. Unfortunately, I think they actually have an all new cast. But you know, this past Saturday it was kind of a thing because they were. Uh, going to have Shane Gillis on the show as as the host of the show, which was kind of odd because, I mean, Shane Gillis is a very, very funny comedian. You know, I guess I should start by saying I'm a fan, but, you know, he's not he's not a huge household name, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's making a name for himself for all the wrong reasons, unfortunately. And I don't know in this day and age you can do that anymore, unfortunately. You know, it mm-hmm. used to be like, you know, any promotion's good promotion, but people are... You know, I still can't figure it out. I don't know if it's people are sensitive or the, I, 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 I still think it's a very small group of people that makes a, a really a, a, lot, a lot of noise. And the rest of us just get tired and don't care and don't say anything. Everything now has to be politically correct or they go into the word I'm ugh, overhearing, which is canceled. Right. Cancel culture. You know, so Shane Gillis came back and he was actually fired, I believe, like in 2009 from Saturday Night Live. He went on a podcast, I believe kind of an obscure podcast and said, you know, like a something about Asian people or whatever. I mean, it wasn't bad. Yeah, they started talking about Chinatown. He did a stereotypical accent, and they did use the C word. Okay, that is a, a slur, but so, it was in the the theme of a joke. Yeah. So according to the world, your your life should be over and just die. Right? I guess. I mean, he never even got on to SNL. They hired him. Then it came out, like you said, Bailey, TMZ had reported it because somebody sold them the footage or whatever, and then they fired him before he even debuted. TMZ hates this guy for some reason. Right. They're like the only, outside of what he did on Saturday Night Live, the only press that he's really ever gotten was from TMZ. You know, and then they come out, and they're like, the, new, the, the leaked footage. Like, they're the only ones that are leaking it. There's nobody else that's leaking it. You can't mm-hmm. say it's leaked footage when you're the only ones. That have it. Well, also, <laughs> how can you call something leaked footage when it was published? Yeah, or yeah, published. It was on a podcast. It was per- yeah. it was published. It was put on the internet. That wasn't uh-huh. leaked. Yeah, they did that on purpose. They clicked send. So I lost a lot of respect. <laughs> I lost like a lot. Like, I despise TMZ now because of that. Mm-hmm. I just think it was such a shady thing to do. Anyway, so he goes on Saturday Night Live, and there was, uh, there's, you know, obviously people were like, don't have him on, and this and that. So he goes and does his monologue, and it was, in my opinion, so good I didn't get it the first time. Do you want to watch it again? Does that make sense? <laughs> no. Yep. Like, okay, so it was layered. Yes, it, it was so layered, and it was. I had to go back and watch it. Actually, I watched it like three or four times because I don't know if he did it like that on purpose or not. I mean, I'm sure he had a game plan, 
but it was and it was so not politically correct but mm-hmm. he but he was able to cover his ass by doing it but i have ne- i've not seen a monologue from a host from saturday night live make the audience go quiet and it, i mean there were times even actually throughout it that the band didn't even laugh the, uh-huh. the band is paid to laugh at the at the host because a lot of times you'll get you know an actor or a musician that that's not their shtick. You know somebody's going to write their monologue for them, so they have to go and read off a teleprompter. But it's all timing, it's all inflection, and this, and they just don't have that. Mm-hmm. So the band behind them has to make them look good because it's that other layer to what your eyes will go to. So did they not laugh because the jokes were not good, or it was cringy, or they were not politically correct, and they're like, I don't want to be seen laughing at this. The third, that's okay. What, at least that's what I think. I mean, there's no like news story that says that's the mm-hmm. reason why. I'm assuming that people, and this is why I liked it so much, they didn't want to laugh because they were afraid that they were going to be judged if they laughed. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Think about that. A yes. comic who should have free speech, right? You're paying the ticket to go. You have the choice to change the channel. There is, I believe, something still called Safe Harbor, right, after 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. So these are all options for you. You didn't have to watch it. You can turn the channel. It's a, you know, you know, it wasn't like the guy broke into your house and held you hostage. So he was, you know, he used the R word. He talked about his Down syndrome relatives. Mm-hmm. He made Down syndrome jokes. I mean, he did everything that you're uh, not like you used to be able to do, but mm-hmm. you're not supposed to do. Right? Not malicious. You know, the, you used to be judged on at least when you would tell jokes. I know I've beat, beat, I've gotten beaten up over the years for stuff like this. Is that you would. And I would defend myself by saying it wasn't malicious. That's how you were usually judged. Is like, was your joke malicious? Did mm-hmm. you use that slur because you were being malicious? You were yeah, being intent aggressive. Matters. Intent matters. Of course it does. Or were you using that in context of a joke? And there was a story behind it. Mm-hmm. Like when he was telling the Down syndrome jokes, he had every right to do it, right? Yes. He was he was talking about his relative who has Down syndrome and how he dodged it and how people still think he has it because he right. has a touch of it. And you know, it was funny conversation. It was it was good storytelling. I thought it was hilarious, but that's kinda that's my sense of humor. Some of his Down syndrome stuff is really funny because although it is poking fun at the idea of Down syndrome, when you listen to the comments and the meat of the jokes, it's very uplifting. It's very supportive. In fact, in that monologue, I thought it was interesting because he basically teases Shane Gillis fans because all of us who have seen the stand-up were ready for him to go into a bit that he does about his Uncle Danny. And so his Uncle Danny has Down syndrome as well. Several members of his family have Down syndrome. And so his Uncle Danny has Down syndrome, and the joke was that he always brings grilled cheeses wherever he goes. He's got a pocket full of them. And so it's a back and forth. Like his dad, the Danny's dad is like, he's making them at night. He goes to the kitchen and makes them at night. But the, the story on Sunday and even going into this weekend is he bombed, right? That's like right. page six in New York. You know, he bombed. He was horrible. They fell. The jokes fell flat, and this and this, and everybody's beating this guy up. And I'm sitting there, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, when have you ever gone on the internet and gone to whatever news source, especially page six, and them talk about somebody from Saturday Night Live do a monologue? Like, when's Never. not often? Yeah, right. I right. mean, Doesn't so I'm really like, happen. is it finally coming back where any promotion is good promotion? 
And for, like, for Shane Gillis, it is. Yeah, I think it's great. And the guy knows what he's doing. He just has to get. Uh, he's got to. He's got to have a thick skin in what he does. And he's just got to get through the bubble. And once he gets through the bubble, everything will be fine. Uh, but you just have to surpass that. You know, you got to get through all the haters in order to get it because people want to hate because he's becoming successful and da 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 and all these other different things. But I thought it was great. It was the best monologue for Saturday Night Live that I can remember. I, I can't remember a better one. And I think we're picking and choosing which comedians we're kind of going after now, too, because I know a comedian, Arne S. Jake, one of his whole skits is talking about somebody in his family with Down syndrome. And he does like the mocking of how he walks and the, yep. he does all those things. And I've never heard anybody say, oh, my God, I can't believe he's telling this joke. There was a uh, comedian. I don't remember his name. He's a larger black guy. And he was at a, a comedy store and I saw a video and he got like a quarter of the crowd to leave. And it was a black audience. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of time black comics will do black comedy. Right. You know, white, you know, so and so over. But. You know, so he told a um, uh, a George Floyd joke, right? Oh Lord! Mm, yep, then they'll turn on. <laughs> turn on uh, that will get people out of there, right? But you know, and and you started to see these these the way he worked the crowd was brilliant, absolutely brilliant. The women were mad at him, uh-huh. and because their men were with him, them they had to go too. So as they're getting up and walking out, he's talking to them and they're yelling at him. The women are yelling at him. But he goes, hey, brother, you can stay. I got you, man. You can stay. <laughs> and the guys are looking at him like, man, I got to go. It's my lady, man. You know, I got And he's like, all right, well, just give me a pound here, man. Just show me that you got love for me still. He's like, oh, man, I got so the, so the whole bit was funny, right? Because he's like a very big Trump guy, too, I guess, whether it's bitter. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But the whole thing was hilarious because he didn't stop. He wasn't apologetic. He was like, "Hey, look, you, y'all know where you came, right? Y'all, you know, did you not look me up before you came? Would you get free tickets? What you like? When? Like, it was great. But Dang. that's the stuff that, that that comedians should be able to do. I agree. That's the stuff radio used to be able to do. I mean, this yes. job is so watered down. I mean, it's it's horrible. I mean, we get picked apart left and right, whether it's either from an audience or whether it's from internal what people think, what other people want. It's crazy." Real quickly, Bailey, to back that play of yours about radio used to be able to do this. I think everybody knows who Larry the Cable Guy is, right? Yes. Yeah, I well, worked with him name, for years. Well, his name's Dan Whitney. Okay, yeah. he's just a regular comedian. Then he Nebraska. comes up with this character, and he's from Nebraska. And so when I was growing up, I would hear Cable Guy calling into the big show that we had out here that was on a station similar to ours. What is he, Russia? And he was steer way into the the mentally handicapped jokes, like hard into it. And it was funny. Everybody laughed. He would call people waterheads and he'd make uh, jokes about them. And he tamed that down a little bit once he got huge in his stand-up. But you're right. He used to be savage on the radio. The day that Larry got, Larry worked in the studio next to me, the day that he got fired, I was one of the first people that I, uh, he talked to. And I walked by him because I didn't know he got fired yet. And I knew they were making changes because they were bringing me over to that station. And, uh, but I know they were getting rid of him cause they wanted to get away from the rednecky stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I go, what's up, man? Why are you out here? Why you look so pissed off? You never see him pissed off. And, uh, he goes, man, they, they fired me. I'm going in there, giving my, my, my peace of mind. I'm going to walk across the street to O'Rock and this other radio stations. This and that. And he goes, you know what, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to show them my, you know, my buddy, my buddy, Jeff Foxworthy is getting ready to do this tour. I'm going to go out in this blue collar thing and I'm going to do that. And I'm like, I mean, it sounds great. I'm sure it's going to be successful. Eye roll. You know, walk away. <laughs> Guy wins a Grammy, multi-millionaire. It was like the best thing that could have ever happened to him that day. 
is that radio station quasi flipping formats, and so he could go out on the blue collar comedy That's tour. Awesome. The, the bet, like I'll never forget that day. It was like it's like watching, it's like seeing Santa Claus upset. Like, he's the sweetest yes. man, the nicest yes. man in the world. Give you the shirt off his back. Yes, he would. Doesn't have one enemy in the world, and he was angry. I'd never seen him angry before. Yeah, I've never seen. Him I got all kinds heart. of Larry the Cable Guy stories. That's awesome for it. Sharing Chick Fil A, paying for flowers because he forgot to get them for his girl, and just good stuff. All right, uh, third round of headlines. What you got there? I'm going to tell you what type of farm Callie is saying no to, and what celebrity was caught brawling. Yeah, two big stories from today. Get you learned a little bit. You get your third round of headlines here in a minute. Hey. Stand by for news. News, 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 news. It's time for today's top two. All right, third round of headlines. Thanks to good guys. Heating and air. 530. Good air. Go ahead. Callie wants to ban all you octo farmers. H5. An international fight to ban octopus farming now includes California. Hmm. California is now part of the international fight to ban octopus farming thanks to a newly proposed bill. That's going to be Assembly Bill 3162, which proposed that no octopus farming farming will be allowed in the state of California. Um, the reason why is because they're saying, number one, octopus are very intelligent creatures. And I've been reading up on this to figure out, like, what all can they do? Because apparently I didn't know it. But they're saying octopuses can feel joy, excitement, as well as pain and fear. So putting them in tanks and trying to breed them is going to be very inhumane for an octopus. I think it's octopi, right? Is it? I don't know. Octopi would be more than one octopus. Let's look. Not octopuses. Well, I say octopuses because that's what's on my paper. They said octopuses? Right here. It says octopuses are primarily solitary creatures. Octopuses. Can you see that? I can see that. The plural of octopus is octopuses. Octopuses. octopi. It's not octopi. Huh. Look at that. Is that a big thing here? No, here in California, octopus are wild caught, but they're trying to keep it that way because people are trying to start these octopus farms. Huh. I love to eat them. I love octopus. Grilled octopus. I like calamari. Uh, that's, yeah, that's, and squid, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The calamari to be a mixture. Of, is it a mixture of both? Yeah, because some of them are little small octopuses with the tentacles still on it, and then some are circles. Huh. I didn't know. A lot of money in that. I wonder, huh? I guess so. Yeah. Because now they're considered a delicacy and people are eating it a lot more than probably they used to. Maybe I need to rethink my peanut farming thing uh, and go to octopuses. No, no, Calum- you can't. You're not going to be able to do that in California. They're banning it. You're going to go to jail. Oh, <laughs> go to jail. Yeah. You're going to go to jail if you do that. Because I'm gr- growing octopuses. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> like the stupidest thing to go to jail for, right? <laughs> Out of all the things that I could do before I die, I decide to break the law with octopuses. What got Don't you in the clink? Oh, uh, you know, octopus just farm. started with one octopus and then it led to two. And then now you now I'm here serving five to ten. All right. Second, I reported it to the IRS. Yeah, I never reported it to the IRS. <laughs> right. All right. Second story. Some people can't behave no matter where they go. H6. Looks like Cam was trying to break up a fight that was happening between some of the players. And you guys all know what happens when somebody's trying to break up a fight. You can't tell who's who. 
We actually don't know what exactly happened. There was a video that came out that shows Cam Newton in the middle of a group of men fighting him. Now, there's no word on what started it. We don't know if he was trying to break up a fight, but this was a game that was happening between his foundation, which is some youth um, players that were playing this game. The funniest part of this video that it was at least four or five men like attacking him. Cam Newton is six four, two three hundred and something pounds. These men are like swinging their best. They didn't even move his hat off of his head, yeah. and he is such a class act. He didn't swing at them at all. He literally just held them off until other people came and the police came to get these people off him. Yeah. So his foundation in Atlanta, and he was under a ten at first, I believe. Yes. You know, he might have been doing. You know, he's he's big into the podcasting world, so he might he but been doing his podcast. Like he did not do a thing, right? No. And so there's this the the kid the the people that were fighting. It's a crew. Nobody knows anything about them. They nope. don't like if they're a gang or what they are. But uh, yeah, like you know, at, at first you're kind of like, was Cam Newton targeted? Like were they going after him? But if you watch different angles of the video, he came out. You're right to break it up, mm-hmm. and then some dude did actually hit him. Who came up the stairs? But I think the only reason he hit him was because of the stair height. <laughs> he was able to get up there. Yeah, because he's, I'm sorry, he's not six, four, but, six, six. But Cam Newton, um, he didn't retaliate. I mean, no, I not he, at all. He was a class act throughout the whole thing. That's what I said. I was like, there you go. Because you could hear people in the video saying like, come on, guys, like, don't do this here. This is not the time. This is not the place. But some people just can't act right no matter where they are. Yeah. Cam Newton um, in person is uh, very shy, very quiet. He's very, very reserved, and so he's not—he's not the flamboyant, you know, look at me guy. I that mean, he portrays on TV. At least that's what I got when I met him. Yeah. You know, he's very chill, very cool, yeah. very like just monotone, very talking like that, but very nice, very sweet. You mm-hmm. know, and you know, not you know, I don't know what you'd think. You met of him, him when you were on the sports station. I did. Yeah. Nice. Came in. Yeah, it was just very cool and very calm. Nice. 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 I want to see Cam. Nice. <laughs> nice. We had a uh, we had somebody that called the show last week. We're calling him Drunk John because he was drunk at nine o'clock in the morning, and uh, I believe that we need to give this guy some help. So, after days and days of just constant research on family members, I think we're going to pull a little intervention if this all goes as planned. We'll see what happens here next. Hang on. Thanks for being here. Hope you're having a good one. So far, so good. It's the BS. My name is Jason Bailey. There's Nikki D. There's Nelson and Kyle. Getting into the final hour of the program. If you'd like to participate, 916-909-0985. Last week, we had a gentleman call the uh, show. I don't know if you heard any of the conversation. We had to dump him out 50 different times because he was he was potty mouth. You know, yeah. I don't even know why. Why did he call in? Anybody know why he called in originally? I don't think... He wanted tickets. Just any tickets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nothing specific. That's right. He just wanted tickets. But my man was uh, just... Out of it. Just blitzed at 9 o'clock in the morning. We're trying to figure out why. You promise you're not going to use bad language, Drunk John? Yes, I'll be nice today, and thank you for my nickname. You're welcome. Are you drunk again? No, sir. Okay. You just sound like this all the time. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, but he you, sounds a little bit better today, actually. I did. You sound like you got yeah, a little peppier. You feel better not being drunk at nine o'clock this morning? Yes, you do. You have anywhere to go? You have a job? No. Oh, okay. Is that on purpose? Uh, kind of. It's because I don't have a license, and you can't get to said job. 
Yes, because I live in Wheatland, and if you don't have a license, good luck on finding a job. Right. Uh, and Because Dum Dum, what'd you do? Four different times got a DUI, right? Yes, I have got four of them. Yeah, so are you? can you ever have a license again? Oh, yeah, I could get one. Okay. It's, it's going to cost, like, probably about $3,000. Okay. Well, that's not bad to get your license back. I mean, right. you did screw up four different... You didn't, you didn't get any crashes. You didn't hurt anybody, did you? No, no. Okay. Are you? Are you? Are you? Are you never going to do that again? Promise. No, I've learned my lesson about that one. Believe me. Yeah, it really bothers me. I got to tell you. You know, anybody that listens to the show and gives us a chance, I love you to death. But I got to tell you, man. Like, I actually have had so many. Like, when I say so many, I mean enough people in my life die because of dum dums. Either a getting behind the wheel of a car and hitting them, or b they were dum dums and got behind the wheel of a car. Uh, when they had too much to drink. So it's just not worth it. This day and age of Uber and Lyft, it's just not worth it, right? Yeah, and I I totally agree with you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Who do you live with with no job? My mom. Okay, all right. And how old are you? Uh, 54. Uh, kind of weird, yeah? Well, I don't know. I do. My, mom, my mom's getting up there, and she actually needs somebody around anyhow. So. Oh, strong move. Yeah. Okay. I got you. That's how you reply to that question, by the way. That was nicely done. <laughs> and she doesn't She doesn't mind that you drink often and early and, like, all night? Mm, no. Have you ever thought about giving it up? I thought about it. How'd that conversation go with yourself? Dude, I, run, I actually quit. I quit smoking and I quit drinking for like two, three years. Well, what would it take for us to get you? Because I think you're kind of dangerous to yourself. You know, and I don't you know. You know, I always wondered this, right? Because I've never had a problem drinking. I tried to be an alcoholic when I was younger. I couldn't do it. You know, like I started drinking. Like I tried to drink by myself. I just thought that was cool. And that was like the first step. Because I learned at a young age that the 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 worse off you are, the more demons that you have, the more people give you. You know, unlike people like me that have played by the rules. You know, I don't have anything to cry about. But those that you know, oh, I got this and I got that. You know, people feel sorry for you. They give you things. They give you TV shows. They give you raises. You keep your job because you have some kind of problem. But people that don't have problems and have done everything right, like me. You know, we're, 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 you just get rid of them because, you know, you, you think everything's good. But anyway, so um, I can you stop drinking and say that you stop drinking and then pick it back up, but just do it in spurts? You know what I mean? Like say, okay, I'm no longer an alcoholic, but I can socially drink now. Is that a thing? Yeah, I can actually do that. Yeah, well, you can't say that now because you're an alcoholic. You would have to go through the process first. And then do it. I don't know if anybody is in that business. Like, do you think that's a thing? It might be. Yeah, it should be. It should be right. Right. It should be like, okay, well, I'm I'm no longer drinking in excess like I was doing before by just having a drink here and there. But as soon as somebody sees you, they think that you've fallen off the wagon. Absolutely. Right. Right. So now you're being judged. Anyway, well, look, we're going to help you out. This is what we're going to do for you. This is how much we like you. And this is just based off of one phone call. I was blown away that you're that drunk at nine o'clock in the morning. And I like you sounded sad, and I was like, you know what? We should probably step up and help this dude out. So, are you ready for some assistance from the Bailey Show? Yes, I'm ready. Okay, just you. I need you to have it. You don't sound. You don't sound overly thrilled. I need you to have an open mind because what I'd like to do, and I kind of, and I kind of set this up on Friday. What I'd like to do is every day this week have you on, and what we have done 
is we have and tirelessly. I mean, we don't have a big crew on this show, right? They wanted a small show. So it's just us. We worked Friday night, Saturday day, Saturday night, Sunday day, Sunday night in order to track down family members of yours to be on this show to talk to you. Okay, so please have an open mind about this. All right. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna pop them up. All right. Is this Wally? Yes, this is Wally. Okay. Uh, John's gonna sit back. I know you've written a letter, and I know you've got something to say. I don't know the whole. I don't know where you sit in the family tree, but Wally, you're live on the radio, so keep that in mind. I don't know how much of John's blood you have in you. And I'm going to sit back, and we've asked you to write a letter to say something nice, and you got you got that ready and prepared? Yeah, I'm ready. All right, here we go. Okay. Dear John, hey, John, this is Wally, your second cousin on your mom's side. I always looked up to you when I was young. I remember that one time your mom told our uncle, who then told my mom about you coming in fourth place at a work during that one contest. Man, I was like, if John can come that close to winning at something – so can I. Ever since then, I've always strived not to finish anything worse than fourth place in anything. I don't even sign up for anything if there's more than four people. But then you started drinking, and I got sad. Having to tell my kids the reason I don't want to strive for excellence is because I'm sad about your problem. Hurts real bad. Real bad. I'd be crying sometimes. <laughs> not sure if you've gotten my Christmas cards every year, but i got to tell you. If you don't get help, then I can't send you those cards anymore. You won't see me, Misty, the kids, Leroy, Mutt, and Betsy Ann ever again. I know this sounds harsh, John, but I love you, and I need you to get help. Will you get help today? John, there's you. Yeah. You're sad. You're, you, 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 know, you know Wally, your second cousin on your mom's side? No. Oh, well, he knows you. Have you gotten his <laughs> Christmas cards? That hurts, that hurts John. Yeah. All right. Well, he's been sending them to you. Uh, I forgot the family members. That Your drinking is tearing this show, this family apart. Yeah. So <laughs> while he's asking you, I don't know, have you ever gotten a letter like this, an intervention letter? No. Okay. How, how are you feeling right now? He doesn't does it sound make... thrilled about the letter. Well, no one is. I, I don't blame him. I, I've never seen the TV show. I wouldn't be thrilled either. <laughs> and I'd be, you know, actually probably your first response is anger, is it not? You're angry. No, I was kind of laughing because I was thinking about what Amy told me. What did Amy tell you? She's like, John, you know when you talk to them on the radio what they're going to tell you, don't you? Well, first off, who's, who's Amy? Amy? I was going to say, why are, you, why are you talking about Amy like we know her? Who is that? Who's Amy? <laughs> she went to your Thanksgiving Day dinner. Oh, you know her? Did you come too? No. It was at the bar. Oh, but you just know Amy because she went there. And, and how do you know Amy? Drink uh, I've known her for like years. Okay. Oh, Wally's sister. And what? It, 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 second and step. <laughs> and what? And what did Amy tell you was going to happen today? She said when I talked to y'all uh-huh. that you were going to set me up in an intervention. Yeah, that is, yeah. She was what she said. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's kind of. Well, full, we told you that. Yeah, it was like fully <laughs> transparent. I mean, we're, we said we we're going to try to get you help, and we were just trying to get you help. You know, I don't know. I don't know if that shook any nerves inside of you so i mean you thought it was funny i think that's kind of a good sign but i mean you taking this in you know like if you don't mind just my perspective on this is you've been so drunk for so many years you don't even remember wally 
And you don't remember the Christmas cards with his family and Misty and Leroy and Mutt and Betsy Ann. Like Mutt. your 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 mind is has has been shredded because of this disease. John, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go half to ask my mom, dude, because I don't think I have a cousin Wally. You don't. You have a second cousin. Gosh, I didn't even remember. Oh, that's everybody hates Amy. Yeah, it's it's your second cousin yeah. on your mom's side. Okay, well, Wally, I, I don't know what else to say, but thank you for coming on, and hopefully it it, it gets through to him. I, I thought the letter was beautiful, to be honest with you, and thanks for reaching out. We appreciate it. I just I just hope he gets help. That's all I want. Okay. Well, thank you, Wally. Have a good day. Y'all too. Bye bye. We'll see you. See, he's upset, very I upset. Think, yeah, that John isn't getting, you know, what he's trying to convey to him. I got to be honest with you. I don't know, like, if anybody in my family would ever do this for me. I mean, my mom would. I don't know how good of a writer she is. But I'm trying to think if anybody in my family would write me a letter. Yeah. My, my uncle, he's a writer. He writes your, books. Your mother would write you. Are you kidding me? Your mother wouldn't write you a letter. I was like, she won't write me a letter. She'd jack me up. Yeah, she'd throw yeah. you up against the wall. <laughs> yeah, she'd pull up on me. She'd hand you your That's the good stuff. That's She's a good mama. She's done that before. She drove nine hours to check me. That's a, That's what we need to do, Drunk John, is we need to have Mama D on to talk to you. She will talk some oh. sense into you. Because you do realize that this is a problem. Like, we need to do some other things. I think you need to, to find us. I always... I believe that if you have an addiction, if you can find a substitute for the addiction, then it it's helpful. I'm not saying it's a hundred percent, but it's definitely helpful. Do you do anything else? Do you have any hobbies? Do you date? Uh, no. Now, is, are you good at anything? <laughs> I guess I'm good at running my mouth. Okay. What did you used to do for work? Good question. Oh, I used to sell shoes at one time. A shoe guy. Okay. Okay. You were Al Bundy. Like uh, in the mall or what? Like, in, like yeah. I don't know if y'all remember this one, but Kenny's shoe store. Oh, absolutely, I do. Absolutely. <laughs> well, you lost the job because they no longer exist, not because you drink, right? <laughs> and, mm, yeah. Correct. That, was, that you, was yet another job I worked on uh-huh. that I drank at. So. What was the last job you had? No, I was doing traffic control. Traffic control? Like yes. on the ground traffic or air traffic control? <laughs> like on the, you know, the people that hold the paddles that make you stop and wait when mm. you're trying to go somewhere? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Oh, in construction. Okay. It's called TCUI, traffic control under the influence. That's where <laughs> oh, my God. He so got, what is this acronym he's coming up with? <laughs> that was when Drug John got his second. DUI. They just called it a DUI because at the time there was no law for TCUIs <laughs> at, the, at the time. What was the last job, John, that you dr- didn't drink at? Uh, well, let's see. I started when I was 15, so probably any job I've ever had in my life. Have you ever looked at your liver? Wow. Actually, last time I was in the doctor, I said it was like, the doctor said I'm in 100% good shape and I'm probably going to live to be 90. What? You know what it's like when someone lies to you? <laughs> <laughs> There's no way. That's impossible. So you're trying to tell me when you were doing traffic control that you were drunk the entire time. Well, there was a lot of times that we're gonna, I probably shouldn't have been driving a company work truck. Let's put it that way. Wow. Well, I'm more... Okay, so that's bad, but I'm talking about you in the middle of the street with the paddles and the fluorescent <laughs> gimmick. And you're you're like telling you the drunk guy are telling people where to where to go. That that's what worries me. Me too. 
You're like, come on, come through, it's clear, and then they get in a head-on collision. Like, we go and find some old internet articles of, like, yeah, it was just so weird. There was this run of all these car crashes at this intersection, and nobody <laughs> nobody knew why. <laughs> Drunk John was bashing them into each other. All right, look, we're going to get you back on tomorrow. We've got another family member lined up, okay? I think by Wednesday it's going to start sitting in, right? Yeah. And then we're going to have to find you a place. Like, would you go away to somewhere and get help? Dude, I can. I got fucking. I got to look out for my mom, and I got to look out for my dog. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, you got to give it up. Have you ever seen the TV show? Like, they got to give up everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like girlfriends and shut fish. it down. You Maybe Wally down. can come watch mom. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, I mean, do you, you find some other family? I mean, we're gonna have a bunch of family members on this week, so we'll find <laughs> out. All right, buddy. Uh, no drinking today. We're we taking today off. No, I'm gonna try. Okay, so here, yeah, we'll do this. So tomorrow, when we talk to you, the goal is the the next the, to stay sober. For the 24 hours until we talk to you next. Like, you got to have goals. See, I don't think you have anybody in your life that gives you goals. I'm going to give you goals. So your goal, so when you start to, like, Jones, and you need a bottle, you know, you, you need a sip or whatever it is that you drink, you think of us, right? You think of the show, and you go, okay, what well, if I go, they're going to, we're going to yell at you tomorrow. So, you know, nobody likes to be yelled at. I get yelled at every day right now. I, I hate it. It causes me stress. This is why I'm going to have a heart attack. Nobody likes to be yelled at. So you would be, I'm going to yell at you tomorrow, and you don't want to be yelled at because then you're going to get angry and we're going to get in a fight, and nobody wants to fight. So think about that when you go for a drink. So it'll give you kind of some, you know, what's the word I'm looking for, Nelson, to give you some um, incentive. Motivation. Incentive, yeah, incentive. Mm-hmm. Okay, John? All right, sounds good. Thank you all. All right, buddy, we'll see you. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. I think he's angry. He I, sounds a little angry. I think he's, but that's good because that's the, first. the first day, that's what you want. Am I the uh-huh. only one that's seen the, the television show? Yeah, it's always anger first. Yeah, right? It's anger. It's part it's of the, the, the five stages, right? Yeah, because you're not strong enough to face this stuff yourself. Right. So you're angry that it's even happening. Then eventually you'll turn that anger towards yourself, and then you can start the healing process. Denial, anger, bargaining. Uh, That's grief. Uh, yeah, but right. Get f- it's the same thing, though. Well, yeah. You can use those five stages, those Kubler-Ross five stages of denial, anger, bargaining, uh, acceptance, uh, dab, duh. No. De, uh, depression and then acceptance. Right. And then you can use that for anything. Use that for a breakup. You can use that for funerals. You can use that for trying to get on with something in your life because you go through those five stages for everything. You know, it just it depends on your timeline. But being in the second stage is good. He obviously is denying he's an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. He's gotten past that. He's accepted that. Now he's in the angry stage, you know, and then we need to get him into the bargaining stage hmm. so i'm i'm thinking by wednesday he's going to be like all right if i do this what do i get yeah once mm-hmm. we once mm. you guys hear that then we're getting somewhere that's what we're looking for we're making leeway then. right we're looking for him to say okay if i do like he's think he's like doing it for us like oh we're doing it for the radio show and that's fine if he thinks that and then we got to come up then we got to really come up with something right because i don't think the guy's going to be able to do it on his own no, not at all. Yeah. Wally, I don't think. I, I don't know who we got lined up for tomorrow, but I don't think Wally got through to him. No, I don't think he did either. But at least he did sound a little bit more sober today. Yeah. So I think we're on the right, right track. He knew he was coming on today. He sobered up at least He's, a little bit. He sounds like a very nice guy. Oh, absolutely. I just, you know, tomorrow I want to dig into how he got here. Mm-hmm. You know, there's obviously something that, you know, probably a breakup. He said he started at 15. Yeah, so but. So it I, might be a childhood trauma. I started drinking at 11, and I'm not where he is and i used to sneak jack daniels out of the but house were you really drinking or you were sipping on things you weren't supposed to no i was i was actually binge drinking 
Okay, that's weird. So my mother used to have this old orange. I don't know if everybody remembers. It was actually passed down from her mother that the 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 orange and green Tupperware, the thick Tupperware, <laughs> right? There was an orange tub, and I used to fill it up with Jack Daniels, and we'd sneak out to these parties in the in the fields, and I would just I would drink out of the bowl. So yeah. you were drinking like that Genius. as a child, and then as you got older, you couldn't drink anymore? Yeah, 11. I was drinking. I was Genius. smoking cigarettes and smoking weed. 11, 12 years old. Dang. You don't see me where John is. So something had to trigger it. He was triggered. That's the word, triggered. All right. You think you're part of a scam over there, huh? Yes, I do. All right. You're I got to talk about it lightly because I got to figure some more stuff out before I start calling out things, but... Yeah, okay. I don't know. I don't know bad. the story, so I'm assuming you're going to bring it up and get our opinion. Yes, I need your opinion on okay. what I need to do. I'm good with scams. I should be able to help you out. You should. All right. We'll have that conversation in a minute. I haven't got any updates on that new Walking Dead show that debuted last night. Uh-huh. Rick and Michonne are back, and it's like post life. I'm in. Then ever I was so addicted to Walking Dead, and then I just gave up on it. And I felt like I felt like I quit a a 10-year relationship with somebody and every everything that i invested in that damn show i gave up on but now it's back i could pick that back up but i haven't seen the internet talking about if it was good or bad at all i think it was last night i don't know uh nikki d uh, emailed me last night she says i think i'm a part of an insurance scam and i was like okay well tell me the story and she's like i can't I i go what do you mean you can't she's like I just can't. I said, well, do you want to talk about it? Uh, if you can't talk about it? And she's like, I can talk about it a little bit. Why is it so secret? Because there's another person that's involved, and that person was very adamant that um, he did not want me to talk about it yet on the radio until we get results. So I'm like, all right, well, I won't talk about it entirely, but I got to talk about some of it. Because do I know this person? No, not really. You don't oh. know them. You've okay. seen them. I've seen them. But you don't know them. Okay. Was it that guy that one time? Yeah. Oh. Mm. <laughs> he couldn't wait to say that. I promise you he couldn't. I know. He's been waiting weeks to say just that right there. I promise uh-huh. you he couldn't. Look, has. I've been respecting your space. <laughs> I didn't ask you about it. I didn't say it in comment. And to God's honest truth, that was a total shot in the dark. Because, like, there's only a couple dudes that are attached to you. And I was like, you know what? I'm going for the long shot. Yep. And I nailed it. Okay. You nailed it. Anyway. All right. So, why well, was so, he be involved in this? Because there was a car accident that happened. With y'all? Yes. You were there, too? I was there. You were in one? It was my car. And he was there? It was his car. How? Why am I just finding out about this? Because I didn't I didn't talk about it when You it were happened. in a car accident while living here? Yes, I was. Oh, my God. Are you okay? I'm fine. Okay, I got to ask that. Like, why would you not talk about that? Because. This is why I can't trust you. (laughs) This is exactly one. I just, I'm very upset right now. Why are you upset? Just like you were upset with Nelson when he didn't let you know he was moving. Uh Uh-huh. That's the feeling I have now about this. Because something happened in my car? Yeah, it's good for the show. I mean, people yes. will listen to a car accident story. Well, at the time that it happened, I didn't talk about it because I, I didn't want to because it was, was just a lot going on. So w- when it happened, there's another party involved because it was somebody else driving the car. So we've been dealing with this now a month plus. And the the that way the accident went down, we were at a uh, dealership. The person who owns the dealership was driving 
his car that hit my car as I was trying to leave because I was being a good friend, dropping somebody off, helping them pick and move cars, that sort of thing. From backside? In the back of my car. Okay. Oh, well, there's no there's no excuse. Somebody hits the back of your car, of it is car. always the other person's fault. Yep. So this person took ownership of hitting my car um, because he owns a shop. I, it's not it's not a dent. Like, my bumper didn't fall off. I'm not riding around like Nelson. But I have Easy. a new car, and you have scratched my paint off, and I want it fixed. And like, your neck hurts. That. And the back hurts. Right, yeah, everything hurts. your neck yeah. hurts. <laughs> so uh, initially, for a month. Yeah. Right, so initially he was going to handle it through his own resources, and I was okay with that. Well, mm. it's been a month plus, and it did not happen. Mm-mm. So we reached out and was like, okay, at this point, we just want to go through insurance. We do not want to deal with whatever, whatever, whatever. Is he ghosting you and not returning your calls? No, just the opposite. He had somebody call, and this is the part I'm not going to go into grave detail on yet, but he had somebody call us on Friday um, posing as an insurance agent. Oh, tricky. To- what do you mean us? Can we Hold on for a second. Are you, you and this dude a couple? No. We are not, but both of our cars were involved, and both of our cars have to be fixed. My car was huh. messed up, and so was his. Oh, right. Okay. Were you a couple the night I saw? We were not. Oh. We are friends. Like friends? Or? <laughs> Just friends. Does he know that? <laughs> yeah. He knows. Well, so, um, nice. so, <laughs> so the guy calls, and he calls us separately, but we're talking about this call when it's happening in real time. And the way he's talking to me, it's like, first of all, like I'm an idiot. Second of all, like I don't know anything about insurance. Then this man suggests to me that I should call my insurance company and file it with them. I'm like, do you think I'm an idiot? Mm. So I ended up like just exploding on this guy. Like I went off on him and I said some things I'm not going to repeat. But when I was done, he then quickly started changing his tune. Well, here's where I think the scam's coming in. I looked him up based on the name he told me and the company he says he works for. When I did that, he does indeed work for said company, but he is not a claims adjuster. So I think he Mm. is a friend of the person who has damaged the cars, and he tried to get him to... Write down his phone number. Just write down his phone number. Oh, let me see. I can can, can tell you everything there is to know about this person. Right. I mean, it's very... Now, at any point in this phone call with him, did he let you know that you were on a recorded line? No, never. He's not an insurance agent. Well, this is all your fault. How is it my fault? Because you didn't, you didn't, you didn't, you didn't at the very beginning just call the cops and, and file a claim. That's your fault. Yeah, but I didn't do that because now, the person who hit the car was um, acquainted with my friend that I was helping. So I was letting him handle it, control it because these were his people and I was trying to not overreact. Street or parking lot? Parking lot. It wouldn't matter. Cops wouldn't come. It's private property. Cops only come for public property accidents. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh, didn't I know that? Yep. On private property, the co- the cops aren't, aren't going to come. I mean, if there's drastic damage yeah. to your body, uh, but otherwise you let insurance handle it. And whether that guy was real or not, Nikki D, you should have called your insurance company. Because even though you are filing the claim, if you were struck, they will not. It doesn't ding you. They will go after. That's what you're paying your insurance company for, for their team of lawyers. So you think I should call my insurance company? Yes, absolutely. You absolutely okay, see, yeah. that's why I need to talk to y'all about this. A month ago, that's yes. out now. You know what? We don't even want to help you now. Don't call your insurance company. <laughs> yeah, we don't. Yeah, I hope you get screwed. <laughs> 98 Rocks, the BS. That. What's your name? Casey. Casey, are you calling about this insurance thing or something else? 
Um, I was actually calling because I called in earlier and I lost the contest trying to win my wife tickets for Brett Michaels. It's her birthday. Yeah. And I, I, I'm, I, I, you told me to call tomorrow, but I'm calling today and I, I I'm, I'm determined to get those tickets for her for Brett Michaels. So you don't even care about scanner. my insurance yeah. problems. He huh? doesn't. I just I did. I thought it was somebody <laughs> in the story. I don't have a phone screener, so <laughs> punch it up live. Care about my love, problems. Yeah. I I love my wife that much that I'm, that I I called in again just to try I, and do this. I, I I don't know what to do for you. I don't have any more tickets today. That's the thing. I mean, the only thing I can do is get you tickets like in the game tomorrow. Like you got to earn them. Like I wish I did. I wish I had them, but I don't. So. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll call back in tomorrow and fight for him. Well, you, 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 I said that earlier, but now you're calling in the middle of the insurance scam story. Hang on, old. Maybe he does body work. And Nikki, you, do you do, do you do anything with cars? Do you work on cars? Yeah. I, I actually I used to sell cars. I I, I worked for no, um, for Thompson's uh, uh, Jeep store up up here in Plattsville. Okay. It helps uh, us out so no. zero. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. no. Yeah. So no. Do you know how to fix a dent? You know how to fix scratches? Right. Good talk. Okay. I'm sorry, I missed the last part. No, 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 no. I, I just offered you free tickets, but then I had to give them away to somebody else because oh, you didn't answer. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what a jerk. You're so stupid. It's my wife's birthday. I, I, like, I know. I, I just, I, dude, I just said, you're, I go, your caller, whatever they do, nine. I, get, yeah. I gave you the tickets, and I was like, uh, who is this? And you didn't answer, so I had to go to the next person. And like five minutes has no, passed I, back. No, I'm still here. I, now you're here, but I already gave it away to Luann. No, Luan. no, you didn't. Luann. <laughs> Where did you get the name Luann I love Luann, whoever Luan. she is. <laughs> Luann Reynolds. She just won. Reynolds. All right. So <laughs> you're the next pair. She is a much better name. Uh, well, you know, I, I didn't name her, but I'm just saying that's who called. I didn't name her. So you're, <laughs> you're going to have to call back tomorrow and hope that you beat Luann out again. <laughs> well, I'm still going to beat Luann. I don't care. Okay. How old's your wife? Um, she's going to be 38 tomorrow. Yeah, how old are you? I, uh, I'm 47. That a boy. Mm-hmm. That's all right. Why'd you hesitate? Because yeah. he gets looks he when he's got 10 years on his wife. I'm uh, I'm the same. I'm the same boat, dude. I'm going to be 49 in June. My wife's going to hit the big 16. 4-0. I mean, 40 in May. So you know. <laughs> no. and, and, and I I I have to say this, and, and I'm not just saying this because I'm married to her, but um, she has had three children, and she's. 5'2", weighs 108 pounds, mm. and she is hot as F. Like, she is Sam? gorgeous. Mm-hmm. She, so nice. You, so let me ask you an honest question, okay? Yes, sir. Yeah, that's a boner. And I'm going to ask you an honest question. Do you, yeah. Is she, uh, if she's that hot, have you, how long have you all been married? Um, almost 10 years. Okay. In 10 years of being with your wife, who's so hot, you uh-huh. love her so much, have you yep. ever had to go to the highlight reel? To the what? Highlight reel. Uh, of ours? No, of uh, of your, the others. Yeah, have you ever? Just... Have you ever had to go to the oh, highlight? No, reel? no, no, no. The the, the only highlight, like I I, le- I legit have pictures on my phone that like I embarrass her with. No, no, no. And you're like, missing oh, it. You're missing it. You're missing it. He, he doesn't. Do pick you do you even know what the highlight reel is? No. No. What other people? Yeah, the highlight reel is when you're having sex with someone else. But in your head, you're thinking of someone else. Oh mm-hmm. no, 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 no. Okay. No, no, no. Because it is my highlight reel. Well, can I tell you? Can I let you in on a little secret? She she does okay. it to you. I guarantee it. I no, she doesn't. Oh, I, she told me. Her name. She, was, told me. <laughs> she had the land tell. No, him. I, 
She said for her birthday, she wants to go to Hollywood. The the only highlight reel for both of us is each other. Hey, yeah, okay. It's okay. It's fine. It's just human nature. It's fine. Every once in a while, you can cheat in your head. But here's the thing. I want want your wife to call me tomorrow. I want to ask her that question. Don't tell her I'm going to ask her the question, all right? Okay. He'll know. He'll know if you tell her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll know. No, no, no. No, I I, I 100% promise you guys I will not tell her. I'll I'll make her call. All right. Call us back tomorrow. I got to run. All right. All right, buddy. We'll see you. All right. He didn't give a darn about my issues. He didn't. So, so far, the only advice I got is call my insurance for right now. It's really the only advice you need. All right. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, gonna do that. we really could have not even had this conversation if you told me this a month ago, and I would have told you to do that. No, I still needed to know now. Because no. this, this is getting crazy. Well, it wouldn't have gotten crazy if you would have done what most normal Americans do and go by the rules. I, again, was trying to be nice to a friend. And then where did that get you? In this predicament I'm in now. Exactly. So what does that tell you about being nice? Well, it Bite doesn't always do it work live. out, but at least I tried, okay? I'm always beat up for not being nice. I try to be nice. I'm still beat up. Nice. I'm in a catch 2020. <laughs> yes, you are. <sighs> All right. Fourth and final round of headlines. Last one to calls comments concerns. We'll get out here for a Monday. What do you got? I'm going to tell you how weed is hurting people at work and who lost their Guinness title. All right. We will get you all that here in a minute. All right. Fourth and final round of headlines. Big thanks to Good Guys Heating and Air. GoodGuysHeatingCooling.com. Nikki D. Weed and work is not gelling together. Eight seven. And hope they can help weed become less taboo at other workplaces, too. I much prefer, as a CEO of a company, to have my employees go out after work and consume cannabis and do things together, as opposed to, you know, going out and having some drinks and coming in hungover the next day. So I think people need to look at this as just a different culture now. I agree with that. That's actually, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> well, according to this new research, um, after these states have legalized the sale of recreational weed, they're seeing on-the-job injuries rise up 10% as of 2020. Because they're, unlike alcohol, I think, so that's probably the, op. so what that lady said made sense, but people are programmed, they shouldn't, unlike Drunk John, to drink at work, mm-hmm. right? Because they're, it's going to really affect your ability to work. Exactly. But for weed users, marijuana users, especially people, we're talking about this the other day, right? People, or at least I think it was on the podcast this week, that people that have done it a lot kind of come, become immune to it, and they don't think mm-hmm. it's going to affect them at work. And then somebody said something about um, the type of strand it is. The sativa, it makes yeah. you up and you can function. That's the other one makes yeah. you down and sleep or something like that. I'll tell you I, what. I think that's all just like potheads want to tell you that stuff so that they can sound like they know what the hell they're talking about. I've smoked enough pot in my lifetime to know that there's not a difference to me between an indica, a sativa, or a hybrid. Well, I can tell you something that I learned Saturday night, thanks to our friend Lacey. <laughs> what? You mix a gummy with some nighttime mucinex. Not a good it's idea. the strongest, awesomest, bestest dreams ever. Oh, okay. Got you for I became that. a peanut farmer overnight. You did. You right. got your purpose from weed and mucinex. I didn't see that coming at all, not right? At all. <laughs> all right, second start. Bobby the dog lost his title as oldest doggy. H8. A dog has posthumously lost one of his Guinness World Record titles. At the time of his death in October 2023, Bobby was declared the oldest dog in the world and the oldest dog to ever live. Now, I reported on this story, and even when I reported on it, I remember in my mind thinking, 
How does a dog live to be 31 years old? And I did all the research on this story, no according way. to the owners. Absolutely. Well, right. Mark McKinley, director of records, is saying that the title has been revoked because after this story broke and everybody's talking about it, uh, veterinarians reached out. Some other people reached out and said this is impossible for a dog to live to be 31 years old. And they did further research and realized that they had insufficient evidence. And I'm trying to figure out how you guys didn't know that from the beginning. Yeah, how did you? Well, the, the dog told me. We just trusted it. So how did they? How did they not know that he wasn't 30? Like, did the owners not count the years or what? Well, the way that the story initially was reported, from what I remember, is the owners gave some type of documentation from when they got the dog. They told the story. They showed proof of, I guess, the people who was living around the time when they got the dog. And it was on the farm. And they're saying it lived to be 31 because it could roam free and all this stuff. Well, the doctors are saying that's not true. You have to chip dogs over in the UK, but that didn't start until 2008, mm. I think, or something like that. If, so. God, if God came to me and said, uh, Bailey, you can swap years with a dog and a person, I'd do it in a heartbeat. If I could have my dogs live 31 and take like 20 years from a human being, I'd do it. There's some. Mm. <laughs> there's, no do way. you get to pick the human being? Yeah, absolutely. That's, yeah, that's part of the gimmick, right? What if you couldn't pick the human being? It was random. Uh, I'd probably still do it. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. I'd probably still do it. That's wow. too long. Now, but they get to stay in good shape. Like, can you imagine if, like, Toon Toons was around till 31 or no. Fat Fats? No, that's too long. Yeah, but they don't get it. They, they, don't, they don't act like they're 31. They, mm-hmm. They're not the, listening. She doesn't want mm-hmm. to have the dog she has. She definitely right. doesn't want it to live to 31. You only keep your kids in the house till they're 18. Yeah. You want to keep a dog for 30 years? No. So if Nikki was with me during that conversation with God, she'd be like, excuse me, I've got a wish, too. I want my dog to die at three, if at all five possible. Five is good. I think five is good. I like the... I like like to set the wow. bar. I like to set the ceiling at three to five years of age, yeah, and just make it pff, disappear. You want to have a little companion around for a while, then they're gone. <laughs> All right, we got to get out of here. Thanks for uh, coming <laughs> in this last segment, Mickey, and, and helping us out. We appreciate that. Yay. She is up next. I can tell you that. She's already here. She's ready to go. Um, all right, before we get out of here, Nikki, you got anything? Text machine person wanted to let me know there's a catch 22 and not a 2020. Thank you so much for that. Yeah, you got to follow along. It's a, it's a, it's a pickup <laughs> show. <laughs> Some things you just got to you gotta pick up as you go. All right, Nelson, you got anything? Uh, you know what? I'm just hoping that by tomorrow maybe we can make a positive influence in Drunk John's life. I thought we. I thought today was a good start. I'm looking too. forward to what we're going to accomplish this week in that man's life. I think today was a good start. It was strong. All right, give us a like, share, follow on the social at Listen to the BS, please, if you don't mind, on the YouTube channel at The Bailey Show, the podcast whenever you want, including the uncensored podcast, which we release on Wednesday, Ooh, on the Odyssey app or thebaileyshow.com, as well as on YouTube. Like I said, Mickey is up next. After that is the Abe Cannon Show, starting at three o'clock. Have yourself a great, safe rest of your day. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow at 6. That's enough nonsense for today. This has been The Bailey Show. What big award did you win today? You know, I kid out of disappointment. Not listening, not anymore. The BS.